This is Turn on the Jets Film Room, your weekly extensive breakdown of New York Jets X's and O's. Now, here are your hosts, Joe Blewett. Stop route in the middle curl. I'd actually like to start from Dom. Maybe I want to see him get rid of the ball a little bit sooner as he sees a soft coverage, but I like how he leads him outside. Great freaking snag. That's a snag, man. And former Texas Tech All-American, current Arena League coach, and the hero of the Monday Night Miracle, Marcus, Marcus Coleman. Coleman. And he's oh, again by Coleman. You got to hand it to Marcus Coleman. He made the play earlier to pick it off in front of Gadsden, and then he read the eyes of the quarterback here. That interception is his third of the game, and that ties a Jets team mark. On Turn on the Jets Digital. And you are listening to the... 14th edition another really ugly show coming we were talking a little bit before this is- <laughs> i'm depressed man uh, unfortunately for the for the intro i couldn't get any of my like you know amazing high school calls or anything like that but you know we'll, we'll dig a little bit <laughs> i'll see you got them <laughs> yeah. uh, but before we get into just the, the the shit show that this is going to be um i said 14th edition if you are still listening i don't know why you even want to listen to a jets podcast at this time but OJ <laughs> space film space room on itunes youtube turn on the jets uh, subscribe there uh leave re- reviews and subscribe we actually got uh, two more five-star ratings and reviews this week one by um big z underscore c he says his thirst for football knowledge is quenched here and then fafner 314 says film junkies translate the invisible incredibly clear breaking down what actually matters so we really appreciate that guys and like i said once we get to like 50 we'll do something special whether it be a signed t-shirt or maybe send you to a game we'll, we'll figure that out when the time comes hopefully it's not too far in the future but keep leaving those reviews it, it is greatly appreciated um and then you can email me like i said once i get enough we can maybe like run a little show you know with me and marcus or maybe i'll just answer him solo on youtube we'll figure it out though but if you want to email me at uh blue joe toj at gmail x some film questions whatever you want you can send it there um but that's that's really it marcus anything you want to uh, open up with before we start this show where you know i'm depressed we we're talking a little bit before so this is gonna be bad but i don't know this, this is uh um i mean honestly i'm Slightly confused at some of the things that I saw this weekend. Uh, to be Slightly. honest, with you. Uh, just <clears throat> some of the, yeah, some definitely some of the decisions made offensively and defensively. There were a lot of times I didn't even know what they were in. To tell you the truth, usually I can, yeah. even during live games, I can like see it and I can tell you, you know, I can see what guys are in. But there, there were many times where I just had no clue what, you know, what. Yeah. what defense they were running or, you know, what they were trying to accomplish. So it's – I don't know what's going on. I know supposedly the defense is having like a players-only meeting yesterday or today, whenever it is, you know, whatever it is they're supposed to have it. Yeah. Uh, and that that sounds great. I mean, sure, it may help, you know, and, and it may help everybody kind of get on the same page. You it's know, week because, four. I mean, yeah. I mean, we, yeah, but I know it's a little early for <laughs> for some coming to Jesus meetings. You're right about that. Yeah. Uh. So it may help. I don't know. Uh, but until they start playing complimentary football, which at this point they're not playing, um, you know, it, it's not going to matter. You know, it's really not going to matter. Nothing's really going to change. Yes, they may get better defensively, but offensively, if you're still yeah. making the same mistakes, doing the same things, it's it's just not going to matter. So, uh, Yeah, like you said, the fact that they're having come-to-Jesus meetings and – 
Adams is getting frustrated and you can see Robbie Anderson's getting frustrated and Donald looks shook at times. It's like it, it's week freaking four. And then a Noonwa comes out and saying like, they, they asked him what's happened with the offense. And he basically said, uh, you know, I'm not, I'm not calling the plays like stuff like that. So already questioning um, Jeremy Bates a little bit, which I understand because he's, he's been okay to this point. He hasn't been great. I, I liked Morton last year. I didn't want to see Morton fired. I didn't want to see Chan Gailey be fired to be completely honest. He, he led the jets with, Fitzpatrick to break a franchise record in touchdowns and then he got fired and it's just like right there's there's just a lot of stuff going on right now um Jags 31 Jets 12 it wasn't even really that close it, it, it was it was an absolute blowout the Jets this this new Jack City this new energized Jets team came out with absolutely no freaking energy um they look like they didn't want to be there they knew they look like they knew they're gonna lose on the road and I, I hear that people say the excuses oh well, it's hot out oh my god it's hot out the players they can't play in the heat. Marcus, I'm sure you did the same thing, right? Man, when it's hot out, just just give up. It, it doesn't matter. Um, I did the same thing in high school, too, when I'm playing both sides of the ball because my, my team sucked. Um, so I didn't get to go on the bench, and I would play four, four quarters. And there was hot games. I didn't freaking give up. Like, that's no excuse. Don't give me that bullshit. That's just completely yeah, bullshit. No, that's, yeah, that's straight. Um, that's, that's ass. That's an ass excuse. It, they're freaking professional athletes. You're getting paid millions of dollars just to be able to run in, in 95 degree weather. I might sound like barbaric, but that's not. You're, that's literally your job, quite literally. Um, so don't give me that. Um, and it was just, it was embarrassing. I, I'm, I'm embarrassed just to, at times like people are like, oh, you're a Jets fan? I'm like, yep, I'm a Jets fan. Like, and I have to give all the crap about it. Like, it, they're embarrassing right now, man. Like, I can take a loss. If they're going to lose just because they lost a better team, they out coached to come out there with no energy to be having come to Jesus meetings week four after week four in the season. It's just, it's so bad right now. And it doesn't look like it's going to get better because we talk about it and we'll talk about it um, coming up, but with the coaching, man, like, is it ever going to change? You can, you can win with bad coaching if you have a, a, a freaking pro bowl roster, but the Jets don't have a pro bowl roster. They have some solid players at, at, not meaningless positions, but you don't have a superstar at, at corner that matters. You don't have a superstar at offensive line. Right. You don't have a superstar quarterback, hopefully, yet. Um, hopefully, it turns into a quarter, uh, superstar. But you don't have those those superstars at the positions that matters or even the positions that don't matter. What superstars on the Jets right now? There's there's not one. There's Adams not, has been no, playing not, well. I mean – But he's not Earl Thomas yet, you know, so. Right, yeah. Yeah, I mean – Jamal, I mean Jamal has the he has the most potential out of everybody, but yeah. But as of right now, he's not, you know, he's not where he needs to be, you no. know. So he's not at that point yet. Yeah, you know, and and just to like get some, and I've heard some people talk about it, and I think me and Scott X's and O's quick as we talked about it before the show started. But people say, oh yeah, McCagden has all this room and in, in, in the draft and all this stuff. Are all, all this all this room um, in free agency? But isn't that kind of an indictment on him that he's not having to sign these players who he's drafting and and, and lock up these good players? McCagan drafts. Listen, he's made a couple of good trades, and and, and we've we've excused him a little bit because of those trades. But his drafts have been ass, man, like complete ass. So he needs to he needs to figure that out too because outside of the first round and a couple of picks here and there, he's been drafting like garbage. It's absolute garbage. So the team isn't as good as people think it is and it's being coached poorly as well so it's just a mixture of a lot of bad things and the Jets look like they're on the road to four and 12 right now three and 13 and hopefully they change it this week against the Broncos but the Broncos that that freaking game against the, the Chiefs they were they were neck and neck with them and, and probably should have won um but they but they didn't obviously they, they choked a little bit in the fourth quarter but like damn they're gonna be they'll beat those teams I'm gonna go to the stadium and the Jets better start fast because if not it's gonna be it's gonna be a shit show because Fans are done. I'm done, man. It's 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 hard to watch, but uh, 
let's get into it. This is this you, is. Did you, did you get it out? You get it out. No, you no, I didn't say anything. Out. I was just waiting until you get it all out. No, no, <laughs> no. It, it, I got three, I got like two more hours to get this out. We're gonna watch <laughs> some of the ugliest film you'll you'll watch. And thank God my computer's broken and I can't even put it up on Twitter because I've had to put it up then talk about it. I would lose it. So let's get into the duds. There's plenty of, of plays, and like you said. Uh, and I was talking to you about this before. I was watching some plays. And I was—I uh, literally—I've like, told you before. Like, if you watch a play once, twice, three times, four times, you're not watching film right. You got to watch it at least like 15 freaking times. Right. And there was plays I was watching the pass defense. I was literally like, I—I I don't even know what they're doing. I'm just gonna have to ask Marcus because like I didn't want to watch it 47 times and try to look up stuff to try to figure it out. And I—I I know a, a good amount of defenses. So I was like, I don't know. This is not split. It's not like they're carrying guys weirdly in zone or like bracket. Like it was just, it was just so off. It was just miscommunications, to be honest. I think. And uh, wow, just, just yeah. wow. This game is just yeah. it. no, it, no. It was they were all over the place. I mean, tell you <laughs> the truth. I mean, guys looked lost. It was. Uh, I mean, yeah. I mean, it, it was. I mean, I don't want to. I don't want to completely call it a shit show, but it just it was. Oh, it's a sh- I'll do it. It's a shit. Show. <laughs> it you, was, you cannot say. It. I'll say it. It was, def- it was definitely guys were definitely all over the place. It was it was kind of hard to watch actually. Like I said, if they came out and they just got they they got beat because of talent, I'm fine with that. And even if they get right. outcoached a little bit, if you're playing like a Sean freaking McVay or Kyle Shanahan, you got outcoached a little bit with some of these crazy formations and 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 laterals and and shovel pass and all this crazy crap that people were doing, then fine. But the Jets got beat by. 40,000 crossing routes. It, it was just the same thing over and over and over again. And that, and you, and Bulls cannot adjust to it. I understand it's, it's the players, man. It's the players as well. They need to execute. But when you see your players can't execute, change it up a little bit. How many times do I even see the Jets running soft coverage and blitzing on third and short? Like, it, it's driving me crazy. And, it's, and it hasn't changed. It's been like this forever. And if you listen to me on Jet Nation Radio last year, I said the same crap with the same film saying, why are the Jets blitzing the house with soft coverage on third and short? And they do it every week and it's never going to change and I and Bowles is in his fourth year so I understand Sam Donald you know screwing up and making these mistakes I understand Jamal Adams screwing up and making these mistakes these young guys doing it but when your coach is in year four and he's making the same damn decisions he was doing in year one and two that were that were killing the Jets and you're doing it still and 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 now you have a young quarterback and he's trying to grow behind you and your staff it's just it's it's an absolute mess right now it's a mess yeah. Um, I, I'm, I'm, I'm really, really frustrated at this point, and, and it's week four of the season. This is not what I wanted. It's just after, after week one against the Lions and how happy I was, I did not see – I saw a fall coming. I did not see this coming. It's, it's not no, out. No, I, mean, I don't think anybody could anticipate <laughs> Yeah, I, I see. I mean, yeah. I mean, I, but honestly, I don't think anybody could have anticipated this. No. Particularly after how they performed week one. Uh, even if you – have a couple of losses or loss, you know, in between, you know, then and, and up to this point, you know, you can kind of understand that, but I mean, but this team is definitely, they've definitely regressed. I mean, they have on, on both sides, uh, you know, usually, and I know the Lions, it was the first game, everybody's excited. Uh, you know, they, we probably just probably did some things that people, you know, that Patricia hasn't seen before or because it's yeah. new with Sam Donald that, you know, there are probably some things that they didn't expect, you know, expect them. The Lions probably just weren't ready. I mean, you see the Lions getting better every week. I will say that, even though they've only won, you know, one or two games, you, you see them getting better every week. And with this just opposite. Um, yeah. I mean, they're, they're regressing on defense, particularly, you know, in coverage. Uh, 
There's not a lot of pressure being put up front defensively and then offensively. I don't know what this team's identity is. I don't know what they're trying to be. I mean, initially we said, okay, Hurl's on the game, a lot of play action, trying to run the ball. Okay, that's not working. So, like, what, you know, what is it now? You know, they, you know, you know, they really need to figure out what, what they're good at is kind of like the thing, um, yeah. especially with this offensive line. You know, they can only do so much. They are, they are limited in what they can do. But they, you know, they go have to figure out. They yeah. come up with a, a new game plan, and they, you just can't keep sticking with the same thing and not get any production out of it. I think the Jets run cover three ninety-five percent of the plays. Like it just never, it never changes. And and you're going to be able to beat cover three. Um, uh, and it's like, like I expected the offense to, to struggle a little bit because you have a twenty-year-old, twenty-year-old kid. I I get it. Like it's it's going to happen. You're going to struggle, especially against a really good defense like the Jaguars. So. I expected that. Now, would I like to see some better execution in some spots? Of course, and we'll go over that. But when I see a defense that's so highly touted and people are saying, you know, the the, the freaking idiots were saying, oh, top five, top, like maybe top 10, which top 10, that, I think it's a reach, but top five, which is crazy. Um, but this defense, to, to allow Blake Bortles to rip you up like he did, like I remember, you know, right after the, it was literally the first drive, the Jets like pinned, or Lackland where it's pinned, the Jaguars, like, inside their own 10-yard line, I believe. And then he drove it down our throats, like, 90-something yards. And they kicked a field goal, thank God. But right. the defense that's so highly touted in this new Jack City and all these players that they have in first-round picks that will have come and gone at this point. It's just the defense at this point is so bad. And even last year um, – People like to blame Morton for whatever because he didn't run the ball enough, which if you watch his offensive line this year, you know I didn't run the ball enough. So that's a piss-poor excuse why they fired him. They fired him because he ruffled some feathers and Todd Bowles didn't like him. That, those are the, the reports that came out that I truly believe. Um, and there was games last year the Chiefs. They beat the Chiefs like 38-31. to 31. They lost to the Panthers like thir- like 38-32. to 32. So the teams were putting up a shitload of points on the Jets, and they couldn't hold them on defense. And the offense was actually outperforming the defense at times when the right. defense has all this talent on it. So when you have all this talent on it, and that's why Herbert Bowles, oh, well, you know, uh, the Cardinals, he was so good, and he had talent. He can't run with the Jets. What, they have talent on their defense. You can you can win with this defense. They have talent. They have a, a top-flight corner in Tremaine Johnson, even though they're underperforming. They have a solid number two. They have Avery Williamson, who's a baller. They have Leonard Williams, who say what you want. He's not an all-pro, but he's still a very good player at this point in his career. Steve yep. McClendon. They, ha- they have um, a, a lot of – they have playmakers. They have Jamal Adams, who is probably going to end up being a top-five safety in a couple of years. He still has to grow and, and develop mature and, and mature, but – Damn, like he has talent. He doesn't have the lack of talent to be getting to be allowing 388 yards to Blake Bortles. To Blake Bortles. Wow. And throwing throwing to guys like Dante. And listen, I think they they have an underrated receiver core. But when you have guys like Keenan Cole and uh, Dante Moncrief and freaking D.D. Uh, Westbrook, and you're allowing 500 yards of offense. They didn't even have Leonard Fournette, which is another way they screwed me because I have Fournette in freaking fantasy. Of course, they had a <laughs> actually, it screwed me in three ways. They lost. Fournette was out because at that point in the game, if his hamstring was a little bit tight, why do you even need him? That, that's probably what they did. They don't, they don't need Leonard Fournette to win this game against the Jets. Right. Um, and then the freaking parlay, they screwed me too. They got the over. I was like, damn. Um, but – Let's get into this game, which is going to be ugly. Offensive line is my, is my number three dud of the game. Um, as of yeah, it's it's number three. 
Um, and, and it's just, it's been so bad. And this is for all these, those guys who, and I'm going to bring it up because, and I don't like to bring up poke football focus, but, uh, I'm going to, because people love to rely on it. So I'm just going to bring it up because I saw it and people are saying, Oh, this offensive line is not as bad as people think it is, which I don't know what you're watching. Oh, uh, <laughs> is the 47th ranked left tackle out of 77 with a 63 grade. James Carpenter is a 43rd ranked left guard in the league at a 74, which is still that's so you're, you shouldn't even be a starter. Um, mm. Spencer Long is the 22nd out of 39th ranked center, so a, a below average to bad center, which we think he's he's been terrible in our opinions. Right. Brian Winters is a 19th ranked right guard, so he, and we said that I, I think he's probably been the best or or the second best with Shell, and then Shell is a 44th out of the 77th right tackle. So the Jets only have like one or two guys who should even be starters right now on their offensive line, and that's just my pro football focus. And we've been right. a lot. I don't even need pro football focus, but that's for the guys who want to believe the stats and not watch the film. Which, if at this point, I don't know why you're really watching the show, so that's probably a, a stupid point, but. Like on this, it's it's a, it's a mid zone, and it's like the little technique things. It so it looks it, to me, it looks like Winters right here is using the gallop technique, where basically you're gonna with that with that right foot, you're gonna point that towards the 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 um, the guy you want to block, and then that that second step with the left foot is which is gonna generate power, which it looks like like he does. But I don't know why he's doing that when he has to win the the play side. He has to reach block him here. Why is right. he coming up so high and like and and using like basically which it looks like to me a gallop technique when you have to reach him. So like it's it's the littlest technique things and he's not able to win that play side that play side B gap uh, whoever that is number ninety seven I think it's Malik Jackson um, yeah. penetrates that B gap and then and then Powell has nowhere to go and he, and he gets tackled. So like it's it's the offensive line is so bad at this point. It's it's embarrassing the offensive line as well. And this is probably our number one or two starter. This isn't even talking about freaking Beecham uh, Carpenter and Long, who have all been terrible. So, what do you think about this play? Well, no, I mean, we already know that Jacksonville's front is extremely that they're. I mean, now you're talking about a team that's got some talent. We're pro bowlers, you know, at every yeah. spot defensively. This is definitely one of them. So, and here, I mean, Lee Jackson is, <clears throat> you know, he gets a good get off, mm-hmm. establishes his hands, and he really takes control of winners before he even gets going. You know, once he gets his hands on him, he's already, you know, he's already pretty much one one to play because he's already in the gap with you know with his penetration. Uh and even though even though they're running the stunt, you know, he still he still wins the gap because I mean that I mean that's I mean it's easy it's easy to explain. It's just hard watching it <laughs> a couple of times again. But yeah. I mean but this I mean you've got to be able to A uh winners has got to he's got to be able to move laterally a little more quicker because like you said, I mean he's played side so he's got to get a good reach block, you know, on this yeah, you know, so he can be able to, to you know, pick his way through or press the hole and then you know make his cut and then go. He didn't even have the opportunity to press the hole just because you know Jackson's already you know two three yards in the backfield already and caused it up. Uh, would like to see seventy seven knowing that it's a stunt. You don't have to chase the you know the the, the defensive end now. Go up to the linebacker. I mean, you're you're now you're just taking no space. Uh, who is seventy two? That's um shell. That's shell. Yeah. Once you see that stunt go, your, your eyes should be upfield. You should be on the second level right now, uh, you know, blocking blocking the linebacker. Yeah. That's Miles Jack. So even if even if Shell does that, Powell may still actually have a chance to like take it a little bit wider since Malik is one and squirt through the hole. It's, if, you know, it's a zone. It's not like it's a power where you have one guy right. you have to block. So just block right. your zone. Why are you chasing anybody? Right, exactly. And 
That's what I'm saying. He should be on the second All level. Right. And the guy that he needs to block, let's just say Winters does get this block. Well, Miles Jack still makes the tackle because Shell misses this block. Yeah. So there's just, yeah. So this, I mean, this play is, is bad from the start. I don't like the gallop technique from, from Winters. I also don't like – you have to get your hips open there and, and reach block. I mean, you can't come up at your stance and do a, a, shot, a side shuffle. You're never going to be able to reach a four-eye tech um, when you do like a, a, a gallop technique like that. It's, it, it's, if it was an inside zone and the aiming point was either the B or the A gap or the A gap in like a tight zone, then this is fine. But yeah. it's not. It's, 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 a, it's a mid-zone, outside zone play. So you have to win that play side B gap because his aiming point is, is most, it looks like the C gap right here. Um, so just just bad. It's bad. And I'm going to bring out more plays from the offensive line. And I, I expected this this game. But like I kind of said with, um, you know, before, like, like I want to see the Jets actually, like, compete and, and, like, try to play well. But when it's, like, technique things, like, I understand if they're just better than you. But when you're when you're blowing – when you're basically getting beat before the play even starts, um, that's that's not very good. So it's like you got to fix your technique, even if they're just better than you. Um, and let's see, this is another one. Um, let's see, so this is Shell getting beat, and Robbie Anderson was actually open. I, yeah, so I want I want to see maybe Donald get the ball out a little bit sooner than this, but he's taking a one two three, which. A step drop in a, in a shotgun, which is you know for me a, a five step drop. I add two if it's shotgun. You don't really see you don't never going to see a seven step drop at a shotgun, right? So, um, so it, it, you have it's most likely intermediate. Um, you know route concepts are his are his primary reads here. So he's not reading Anderson first. I'd like to see him get the ball to Anderson, which he's tr- he's going to try to do because he see he sees him come open. He's dropping back. He's reading deep. He reads the left Wait. side. He doesn't have enough time because Shell. Look how like. Listen, man. You look how he's he's. I, I does he take a forty-five degree set or like a vertical set? It's a forty-five degree set, and you're creating so much space right here in in this beat right. for for Donald to get smashed. And look how far before he even initiates contact with Fowler, his hips are opened all the way outside, all the way outside. He's, he's he needs to split Fowler with that outside foot right here. And make Fowler at least beat him around the edge. You can push him. You can push him out of the pocket upfield. Right. But he opens his hips up way too far, and it's an easy spin move. Where Fowler, it's a nice spin move. He you know takes that that inside arm, hits the outside arm, and, and spins him. Maybe he eat up eating up a little bit of space there, but he didn't need to because his hips were open so far outside. He gets mm-hmm. a spin move, and he gets sacked. And not even just shell. Look at this the freaking stunt pickup on on the inside on on the te stunt. They they. Long and uh, beat or long and uh, winters occupy the same guy. This is on long, man. You got it. You got to note notice the guy on the on the on the stunt here, um, coming into the into the a gap. He's so late on picking it up. He doesn't even touch him, and it's an easy sack. So both guys get on the sack on Donald. He had no shot right here. So this is so. Nah. Yeah, I mean, he didn't have a shot. If he was going to hit Robbie, I guess the only thing you could say is he could have hit him right before he came all the way out into our screen. You know, he could have hit him a little bit earlier. That's the only thing you can say. I mean, but if he's reading, if he's reading, yeah, right, yeah, right by right there. That's the only chance that he really had to hit him. Yeah, and Shell just he like you said, he needs to split the difference. You know, split the difference of of you know Fowler's body and where he is. Yeah, you know, and and use his kick step and kick out of it. If anything, if he wants to continue to go outside, just run his ass out to play. Exactly, that's uh, what you yeah. want to happen. Yeah, and on the T stunt, you've got to you can't one. Long is he looks like he's just solely focused on on Calais Campbell. You got to be able to. You got to be able to have. He needs to have his body more 
as well. You can see this thing pick it up, you know, as well. Here he's he's turned his hips are locked. He's turned all the way to all the way to Calais, and you know he doesn't he doesn't you know see C ninety seven coming around you know around the bend, and you know he misses it. You know you should be able to see that, especially in those tight quarters. If you if you're technically doing the right things, you should be able to see that, that see that stunt. Well, at this I mean, point, at, like at this point, just like you said, one don't have your hips open like that. Just pass it off to Winters. Like you got to be right. able to. Pick, it's not like it was a great stunt. Like it was it, it, right. it was pretty easy to recognize. Right. Like, yeah. It was no. It, it really wasn't hard. I mean, it's you know, and because of and it's not that hard because of where Jackson is lined up. He's so far wide. You know, it, it's easy for you. It should be easy for you to see. You should be square. Plenty of time while he's scraping across the line of scrimmage. Like yeah, man, man. It, the offensive line, and this is why I hear like people, whoever it may be, I'm not going to call out names, just talking about the offensive line and how it hasn't been that much of a disappointment. I'm like, dude, I, I, I literally don't know what people are watching if you don't think this offensive line has been bad. <laughs> um, so let's bring up more plays of this this. <laughs> and, the, my, and my problem with Donald is, yeah, he 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 gets a negative for this game for me. I'll be honest. But how how is this offensive line and this team and even some of these playmakers are like with Pryor? Um, or Anderson fumbling the, fumbling the ball like, and still confidence in him. I still think Anderson's good, but like the fumbles are hurting. Twelve prior, the offensive line, the running game. This is not an ideal situation. This is a safety, um, which uh, this just looks. It's 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 a zone lead or or a, you know call it a mic zone if you want zone lead mic zone, <laughs> and <laughs> it's zone play. So one, I don't know why. Carpenter is I, I maybe he's trying to help a little bit on that on that combo block, but he puts too much into it there, so he's not able to pick up the the um the you know the slanting uh, right. six eye tech and even Beecham like dude he, he just crosses your face like what are you doing right there, and then you know Tomlinson doesn't pick it up which I, I get I think he thought he was going to be blocked and, right. and had absolutely no he had no shot right here you're beat off the jump like. Yeah. With Carpenter, if he's working that way inside, and he, and you know that's not where the play side gap is going, you don't one you don't want to work that hard to to get him, um, the the three tech because you know Long's going to pick it up because you're all you're all going that way. It's a zone run, and then like Beecham is just like there's no explosion off the line. He just crosses his face. He's right in the backfield immediately. Like it's like it, this is this is again really really bad play. Yeah, no, it's definitely a bad play. And here's the thing: one way that you be, you know. A, a good way, especially if you got the the front to do it, to disrupt or beat zone teams is you know you, you slant or you know you run a few stunts here and there, whether it be you know ET stunts or T stunts. Mm -hmm. you know, that's how you beat. <clears throat> you know that's you know that that's historically has been shown to you know be a good way to defend zone running teams. But, I mean, but here, I mean, I mean this. I just I don't know what kind of line this is, I, and I, I'm trying to like analyze it, and I'm sitting here and I'm looking at. I mean, I know what I see, but I just I don't know what line. I don't know why they would come in and think that this line would be able to be a good zone blocking team. Yeah, I, I just I just don't see it. I mean, because just looking at each, you know, like like we talked about, Beecham's gotten better, but you know, and Shell's been okay. But I don't know if they're I don't know if they're that kind of you know that kind of offensive line. To where because they don't have the lateral quickness, technically, you know, they don't in regards to like having their hips in the right place, having their hands in the right place, they don't have it. Now long just because he's, you know, kinda I mean, I guess you can call him a little bit undersized, he would be good for that, but he's not strong enough. And technically, you know, he's he's not good. So 
he's not good with his leverage. He's not always good with his hands. His feet are usually all over the place. So it makes it hard to – it makes it still makes it hard to do it. Uh, it's, I mean, it's, it's just hard watching these kind of plays. I mean, these plays are over before they even get started. Like I, said, I don't think the Jets have a, have a scheme to fit any – of these these guys because like long they say he's undersized but he's kind of, he's slow for his size too he, he like right. plays where he looks like he's running in quicksand uh, shell is a good fit in an outside zone because he's more athletic and maybe beach him right beach him it's not even that he's athletic he's he's i don't even know what he, he doesn't fit in any, any any run blocking scheme because he's not, he's not strong enough regardless of what it is and he's not that athletic either but then you the, the interior of the offensive line is more like a power type team and it's just – it's not working. At the, the offensive line, I said this before the season started, it's going to struggle. It's continuing to struggle. And, by the way, you got Chubb and Von Miller coming this week. So Yeah, good luck with that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's going to be fun. And then we get a break with the Colts kind of. Um, but Andrew Luck just ripped off like 400-something yards um, against the Texans. And he's coming to MetLife. So that might happen again if they can't, if they can't beat, beat Blake Bortles. And after that – you have the Vikings. So, and then you have the Bears coming, and then, you know, so it's going to be good. Yeah. Um, and this is, and this is on the offensive line, but we talked about this last week, and I talked about it before the season started. How, look at, look at Cruel right here. How lazy can you get, or how just bad technique can you get in, in your, in your, in your blocking? Square up to him. You literally, he opens the gate right here and is allowing him to run through right, right. by him. How is he ever going to block like that? Get I don't know. Him, I mean, lower you're your shoulder, yeah. pop I mean, him in the mouth. This is right. Late. You're late. Even if he, even, yeah, even if he runs over you, at least you slow him down for a little bit more to allow Donald to escape. Uh, and if anything, like cut him, like a, a you know a forceful cut. Don't just you know follow his ankles like we've seen before, dude. If, if he if he literally just dropped to his knees right here, at, at least he makes him jump over him. Like he is lazy. Um, he's right. a bad pass blocker, <laughs> and you know what? Listen, I don't like Cruel. Um, I, I like him as a runner, but as a player, he's—I see the laziness sometimes. He's inconsistent, and then like he gets fined by the NFL or the Jets or whatever for doing the the, the whole wipe his ass thing, and then dude wipes, which is like a basically like it's, it's like a deodorant wipe. I actually used it in the police academy because we didn't have time to shower. <laughs> it's kind of funny, um, <laughs> right? But he's like taking pictures on Twitter with a whole bunch of dude wipes. Like he thinks it's funny. Like I just—I I don't like his attitude. I, he's not my type of player. Um, but this is lazy, terrible technique, and again, Donald has absolutely no shot here. He doesn't have a shot, um, and he's missing throws at times. He's he's misreading defenses, but the team is not helping him. It's just you're not no. you're not. And uh, I'll I'll bring up one more play of the offensive line, and then we're going we're going we're going to get into a shitload of plays from the defense in the past in the past game because that's actually that's not actually never mind. My second does gonna be coaching. My first does gonna be pass defense. <laughs> we'll talk about that in a little bit. Um, again, another stunt, and this is a, another TE stunt. It's a little bit different executed because they're a little bit wider, but right. it's still a TE stunt. Right. And are actually sorry. Hold on. So there's two. There's two TE stunts on both sides. Yeah. Yeah, right, on the right, left yeah. side. And again, look, Winters is completely opening up, and he, look look at that hole. Right. <laughs> massive massive and winters vacates his zone he carries number 95 right here the entire way and dante fowler gets the, probably one of well actually he doesn't get the sack donald actually escapes i thought he got the sack here donald escapes uh, escapes and had to throw the ball out of bounds this people oh well he had four like this is what goes into the stats oh he had four seconds to throw the ball on this play, so te- I guess technically the offensive line blocked as well, right, guys? Or no, did Darnold use his legs to get out of here? 
is an oh shit moment. He sees him coming and has to roll out and throw the ball away because they can't they can't pick up a, a simple TE stunt. Like it's this is bad. Like I said, it's it's bad. It's bad. It's bad. It's bad. We're gonna see it for the rest of the season. The offensive line needs to be addressed here. Um, and this is what you'd consider the the air quote strength of the offensive line. This is the right guard and right tackle you don't think they're gonna replace next year. This is not on the left side. So um, another terrible play. Yeah, until Shell gets out of the habit of just jumping, and I understand who you're going against. I mean, I understand he's going to get Fowler, you know, and I get that. But if he doesn't, the more he continues to jump outside like he's doing now and taking and taking the angle that he's taking, this is always going to happen. It, I mean, because honestly, Winters could actually play this right, and it still will possibly happen because, uh, and I don't know, ninety five is would still split the difference between them because he's so far outside that he could still have an opportunity to split them and still get a chance to, you know, to pressure the quarterback or get a sack on him. So, I mean, it's, it's all tech, I mean, it's all technical stuff. Too wide, bad feet, bad hips, bad – I mean, bad everything. And, I mean, honestly, just because – and I guess you can say he kind of starts with trouble because he hops outside and now Winters almost has to stay on yeah. – on, I guess that's Malik Jackson. Yeah, almost has to stay on him. Um, the right side does, I mean, they do okay. They pick it up, you know, pretty decently long, you know, finally steps up. It's like he's biting. I still don't like how he's, he's back on his heels right there, hopping around. Yeah. He needs to be more shuffling. He doesn't need to be hopping around and his base needs to be a little bit, a little bit more narrow, but they do it. I mean, at least they pick it up, you know, this time, even, you know, and I know they get a little help. Uh, well, it's three on two as well. It's three on two. Yeah. So they, you know, so they're able to help each other, but at least he picks it up. But if, <laughs> You know, if this doesn't improve between Shell and Winters, I mean, this is going to happen all year, you know, unless, you know, until they make a change. So you have, so you have the offensive line on top of a defense who is consistently either putting Sam Donald in, in, in bad positions, starting from inside the 10 yard line, the Miami game. And he started, I think he started inside like the 10 yard line, like, like probably 50% of his freaking drives. Yeah. Um, because they can't really stop anybody. And you're going down early in games. Um, at least the last two games, or yeah, the last. Well, sorry, the Miami game and this game. So you're you're making it more of a pass offense. I don't think the Jets should have abandoned the run as quickly as they did, but man. Um, all right, so let's get into a little bit of coaching. I talked about it before with coaching. I think I covered most of it. Um, but that's something I said to you, and this is like where res, res, like people see the result of the third and fourth down play with uh, third and fourth and one. And they say, oh well, he was open, so yeah, it's a bad play call. He threw to an open receiver. I hate. I do not like going empty sets on third and one and fourth and one, especially like I said to you uh, when we're you know, texting during the game versus defense. That's like, I think it's like 22nd in run defense. You're not even giving them the threat of, right. of a running back. So you're just letting them drop into coverage and, and have no worries. You throw a spy on Sam Darnold and you just drop everybody into their zones and they're going to get there with a four man rush. And you're never going to beat them like that. Obviously they, they did end up, they did end up getting lucky there. Um, I don't like the play call there. I talked about it before uh, with you. I don't like – the fact that, that Todd Bowles was down early in the fourth quarter – I think it was early in the fourth quarter – was down 25-3, to three, three possessions, correct? Correct me mm-hmm. if I'm wrong. Three, yeah, okay. Hmm, I'm just, that's simple math. I think you do that on the sideline pretty quickly. All right, so you're still down three. You're, you're, that's three possessions. You kick a field goal, that's still three possessions. And he kicks a field goal in, in the freaking red zone. So you're still down three, still scored three touchdowns. So how does that make sense? So he pulls that shit. And yeah, then, I, mean, I guess he's saying, even though regardless of if it's three touchdowns, I guess the only thing that I can think of is, excuse me, just take the points. But 
but you're still down three touchdowns. So I you're playing a loser. It's like you, that's such a I, loser mentality. I mean, no, I, I understand what you're saying. I'm yeah. just saying you just take the points. Oh, know, God. Yeah. Either way, either, either way, you're still down three touchdowns. Hey, we're getting blown out 25 to three. 25 to six will, much, will look much better uh, in your newspaper articles. And then you're down two scores with four minutes and 33 seconds left. So you're down two touchdowns and you punt the ball away. And I understand that they're in Jets territory, but you got to go for it there. Like it's, and this has been happening yeah, for you years. Gotta, you gotta if you're four years. minutes, four minutes left, and you're down, I mean, uh, at that point, you have nothing to lose. You, you, you I mean, you, you've got to take that chance. Like you have nothing like to Colts, lose. Like the Colts in that overtime game with the Texans, they probably should have punted the ball there. Um, but I understand going for the win, but you know, a tie is better than a loss. But like you're down two touchdowns, just go for the first down. So. The, the, the lack of adjustments, the just pure play calling, the timeouts we've seen in the last couple of years. The, he did the same thing versus Steelers. He's done the same thing multiple times. So I, I don't think Bowles is the coach to lead Sam Darnold. Uh, I really don't. And firing him after this year I think is, an, is a necessity. And you're making Sam Darnold start from square one in terms of the playbook. Now, the, like the team and stuff like that, they have some pieces. So that'll be good, I think, for anybody coming in. The Jets are going to have a high draft pick, Sam Darnold, some talent. And money, so I think that's like a, it's an attractive type job, right? Uh, the I I I want him. I'll, I'm gonna be honest, and I can go back in the archives of my old show and, and talk about it. I want him fired after year two, and that was early. I jumped the gun, and I want him fired. <laughs> now you're going into a rebuild again with a young quarterback. They knew they were taking a quarterback in in March or even before that. Probably knew they're taking a quarterback last season, and you decided to go in with 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 Todd Bowles, who I, I think he needs to be, to be gone. Uh, coming out with the lack of aggression that they did. They're having come to Jesus meetings week four of the season. Just, I don't know, t- take over, Marcus. Cause I, just, well, I just, yeah, I just think that if you're going to take your quarterback that early and you're assuming that he's, you know, that you're probably going to start him as early as you did, um, you probably want to shore up your offensive line first. Even if you have to just, even if you have to go out and get, and get, uh, you know, veterans, you know, it, let it be a veteran laden offensive line and yeah. let everybody, you know, let Shell or Beecham, you know, long everybody else learn behind these little vets that they, you know, they had the opportunity to. But that would have been my first start. Okay, we're getting a young quarterback. I don't know about this offensive line. I mean, you know, you at least, you know, especially from, you know, guard to guard, you definitely got to do that and you got to get tackled for sure. So, um, you know, I, you know, I would have – going out and at least gotten some vets to be on that offensive line, which McKagan, you know, when we're talking about free agency, has done good at. You know, he's done pretty good at. You know, that's kind of what's kept everything even. Like his draft hasn't, you know, his draft picks haven't necessarily been, you know, on point. But in the free agent market, you know, he's made some, you know, he's made some some pretty yeah. good hits. So that's kind of like made it a wash, you know. Um, so knowing that, you know, and that's, you know, if that's, you know, what he's best at, Go get some veteran O-linemen. Uh, you know, maybe bring in another vet receiver, you know, besides Curse. You know, bring out, you know, another vet number, you know, somebody on the outside. You know, Curse is more of a slot guy. You know, bring out, you know, bring another vet uh, vet receiver that can play the one for you and, you know, that can work with Anunwa and that Robbie Anderson can learn from. And Robbie Anderson would just have to be, you know, the number three guy because, I mean, I like Robbie, but I don't know if he's ready to be a number one receiver yet. You know, right now, in my eyes, just the way he's playing, I see him as a two or a three. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and defensively, like we've been saying, they're not bad up front. I mean, Leonard's, you know, Leonard's been playing well. Uh, you know, David Lee has his, 
he has his moments of softness, but for the most part, I think he's – I mean, I think he's a, a decent linebacker. Anderson's playing well and in the back end. Really, the only person that I can really say that's actually playing at a high level right now is is Jamal Adams. Everybody else is – they're definitely underperforming. And yeah. Claiborne is actually looking – He's probably looking worse now than he did in Dallas. Claymore's not a man-to-man guy. I know he came out of LSU, but you got to understand what – you know, when you come out of LSU, you understand what you're working with up front, so you don't really have to cover that long. So yeah. people don't think about that when they're watching DBs. Um, uh, and, you know, a great example that I always give is, like, Antonio Langham, who you probably don't even know what that is. But Antonio Langham went, uh, went to Alabama uh, mm-hmm. back in – I guess it was during my time, like the 90s, probably like a year or two older than me. This dude was getting picks like you wouldn't believe. And, but he's a zone corner. Uh, he's like um, – I mean, he's Josh Norman. You know, he was similar to that where, you know, you can get away with playing man with them sometimes, but that's not what they do, you know, all the time. And Tremaine Johnson – he was actually a really good man-to-man corner with the Rams. You know, and I know the, I know the Rams have Aaron Donald and, and – they had um, Ogletree, and, I mean, they had a good defensive front as well, but he was still a lot better technically than, you know, he's playing now. So, I, I don't know, man. I mean, there's, there's just a lot of – I mean, there's a lot of question marks. I know, you know, on paper with some of the names, you look and you be like, okay, yeah, you know, they look pretty decent. You know, this might be all right. But once they're, you know, they're playing, and I don't know if it's because of what they're playing, you know, schematically, you know, what they're being asked to do, you know, they just haven't been performing the way that, you know, that's been expected. Yeah, I think the only guys on defense who I think are performing up to par right now is probably Adams and Avery Williamson. Other than that, maybe Steve McClendon. But yeah. other than that, I would say everybody's under underperforming at this point. Like, obviously, if we went through the whole roster, there might be another more guys than that. But I'm talking like the the star players. And maybe Lee, I, right. I, I still don't love Lee. He has been better this season. I think you can scrape by with Lee. But now we're going to get into just a litany of, of really bad defense, pass defense. The run game, <laughs> the run game was okay. They averaged, I think, they gave up like like a hundred and something yards, like three point seven yards per carry. But they also were playing TJ Yeldon and not Fournette. But it, so here, um, this like, so I think they're running like a. It looks like a cover three. It looks like cover three, but Adams is in is in man. Um, versus that's that slot, but they only have two guys underneath. So it's like a, it's like another weird look, but regardless, yeah, that's like that's like man under, like, I mean, I I mean, it's like a version of like man under is what it what it looks like. But um, we'll, regardless, like I said, it's a it's a weird it's a weirder look. But Williamson and you know uh, Lee are are playing, I guess, in, in zones. It looks like he's passing. He yeah, um, he's pass passing around short, like in. Or yeah. whatever you want to call it, um, to to Lee, but he's so late right here picking up this this drag from number ten, which I believe is Moncrief, and it's like one of the I think it's like the first pass of the game for them, and like it's not a huge play, but it doesn't really get any easier than this. And then actually Tremaine Johnson misses a tackle. He actually is a good tackler, but he, he comes a little bit too far in, inside right here, uh, breaks right. down a little bit too far inside when you know you have guys working from the middle of the field. So he misses a tackle, but. Easy first down, like start the game off right there, bang. So just another – it's a blown assignment. It's easy stuff. It's just recognize or having recognition in your zone. So I like Avery Williamson, um, but this was a little bit of a busted coverage for him. Yeah, and on that, you got to see the field. I mean, there's several – I mean, I know Jamal is in man-to-man coverage. Um, 
but yeah, the linebackers just stay in your hook the zone. You don't have to carry him that far. You know, you got a guy right next to you, so you don't have to do a whole lot to get a lot on him. I mean, that's the part. You know, that's that's kind of like the the what that is with with him going across. So I'm gonna dangle this carrot. One of y'all are gonna bite on it, and then my buddy's gonna be free. I mean, that's basically what you know what the play does. You know, it's it, you know that's the you know the reason for crossing routes, especially when you're playing. You know, when usually they just play a lot of man coverage, so the best way to beat man coverage is obviously running crossing routes. Um, so the Jets decided to play, um, and like I say, this is I call it man under because it's it's you know somewhat what what that looks like where the linebackers stay and they take the underneath routes and everybody mans up on the outside. Uh, he just doesn't get his eyes in the right place to be able to see that other cross route, particularly when you have a tight split. So whether it's the tight end moving and you give the you know the wild off, off signal or the corners should be yelling. Uh, should be yelling. I forgot what we used to call it, but you know, we had like a word where we, you know, where we tell the whole defense that the wide receiver had a tight split. You know what I'm saying? So, mm-hmm. so the linebackers be we're in zone. The linebackers will know. You know, everybody knows what's coming. So you're looking for anything coming across. You know, in that matter. And then I guess this is Claiborne down here at the bottom. Dude, what if he throws his wheel right on you? I know. <laughs> like I know. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like you gotta, you know, I understand that you're passing everything. You got Jamal coming over and he's locked up, but you got to slow down and stay in your zone because you still got a threat over here with the back. That's why when you're playing zone, you got to be able to see the entire field. Yeah, it's just like simple, like a simple pass off on on a mesh concept. It's like it's now if they were in man here and they got beat because they ran into each other, like that's understandable. That's what a mesh concept beats um, because it's a man beater. But it they're they're playing in a zone underneath and you can't even pass it off like it's just it's it's simple stuff. But I'm not I'm not I'm not gonna spend much longer on that because we have a lot a lot right. of uh, of bad plays to um to go over here. And I honestly watched I was pretty lazy with my film review this year. I watched it and I was like yeah I'm just gonna break it down on the, on the freaking screen with Marcus anyway. So um I watched it and it was ugly. I watched like a couple multiple multiple hours. I was just, it still takes a while, but um. Again, and and this is I'm not gonna say this is a blown cover three. We're watching Johnson at the top, and it just looks like everything is just so easy for teams playing against these corners because they play so soft. Where if you if they have good timing between the quarterback and and the and the wide receiver, it's even great timing. Look how much time he has to throw the ball. There's another another example of where he where the receiver breaks and Bortles has the ball there before the, the guy turns around, but. Look how he opens his hips to run deep really, really soon, and you're giving up anything deep. And it's not even like you. There's no number two threat for you to worry about here. Like you're basically just in a pattern match and turn into man right here. Um, but he he's doing like that that shuffle, that quasi like shuffle technique, which I know you don't like. Um, and the receiver is literally jogging back. It's like, okay, hey man, I'm open. Like it's it doesn't get any easier than that. Like what's what's happening here? Well, yeah, I mean. I mean, I've always told you, anytime you have your hips to the sideline, you basically give him the given the two way go. You know, he's on, yeah, you, you give him the wide receiver down on any virtually impossible. I mean, you're, you know, unless you just take your chances and guess and you sit on the route, you're going to be late. You know, so in this case, he's staying on top. So now he's giving up everything underneath. You know, that's, you know, mm-hmm. why I'm not, you know, I'm not a fan of, of that at all. So. The the only and then right here on the cross on and here oh. on the cross route I mean I guess the cross route is covered he's running right into the middle safety, um, <clears throat> so you know that's fine, uh, but who's covering who's covering the tight end? So what if what if Bortles stops tight end stops in the hole right here? Who's covering him down here at the bottom? Number two coming out. Yeah, right because there. if you, well if you look at the zones of everybody like I know they're trying to like run up and catch up, but like right look at these three guys in the middle here because they get they get. 
they get so caught up. And this is one of Lee's biggest problems is when, when there's play action, he right. taken completely out of his zone. He's, he's covering nobody right there. So you just took a, a guy out of, out of coverage who's not blitzing and he's supposed to be in coverage and you just completely eliminate it from the play. And like I said, with the only thing with the only thing I think shuffle technique helps with is in a, in a zone, I guess in a zone look reading, reading the one and two, that's the only thing you can help with and right. not getting burned deep because your hips are already open. But other than that, there's really, it doesn't really help you with much. So if he was back, no, it didn't year, help you. No, it didn't help you at all. If you're reading two to one, like like you said, you. But initially, even in two to one, you want to start in your pedal and then you work your way so you can split the difference. You know, yeah. I mean, it helps you a little bit in that. But if you're one on one, like it, it doesn't help you at all. It's kind of defeating the purpose of being, you know, yeah. being one on one. That's my question. The technique before, because there's no there's no two threats. If he's two threat and it, and he's shuffling, maybe okay. But in a one on one situation here. Um, why, why are you shuffling? So I don't, I don't like the technique right off the jump. And I think Denard Wilson, he has to change some stuff with these guys, but, um, moving on to another bad play from the past coverage. Um, we, I have, I'm telling you a lot, it's gonna be a lot. Um, and I don't know what I labeled, uh, third and three on this one. Let's see what happens. Um, and again, so this is, this is, uh, it's, it's obviously, it's, it's a man look. Um, let's see, man, man. Yeah, so look at the cover one hole. And, yeah. and Tremaine Johnson, it, this, is, this, is, this is pitch and catch. This is easy. And I think maybe it's because Tremaine Johnson, he's running pretty lazily to get in front of his guy, um, to get on, over top of him. And they're just running a, a simple, you know, basically a clear out route from that, from that outside receiver right there just to get in. Um, you know, Tremaine Johnson's away, but this was attacking Tremaine Johnson. This was, this was a, like I said, a, a snap and throw because they knew this was going to happen. So it, right. it doesn't really get much easier than this. Like that's, that's the easiest first down you're going to see in the NFL and the Jets let up multiple of them this game. Yeah, they did. And that's, if you're playing, man, that's, that's a hard one. That's really a hard <laughs> one to do. I mean, when you're chasing like that, I mean, that's hard, but he's lazy getting over there in the first place. Like yeah. you, you almost, you almost, especially since you have a, a safety in the middle, you, I mean, you almost have to be, almost head up, you know, when you're, when you're getting over there, you almost want to try to beat him over there. You can't be lazy and wait. So now he's waiting, thinking the guy's going to come back inside, which I don't know why, because if he's if the, the stationary is already in a tight split and you get a motion guy coming over, then obviously, you know, he's going back, you know, he's probably going outside, you know, 90% yeah. of the time. So, you know, but when, you in, when you're in that chase, when, when, when you're in that, that position, you know, you gotta, you gotta be able to beat the guy over you know, or, you know, or, or try to beat him over when you can. And this is another, this is another one. And I'm going to try to run through them as quick as I can. Like not too quick, but quick enough. Like this is again, where I, you know, it's the um, cover four. Yeah. I'll call it, yeah. Cover four where they're actually sending five, which is you're really, really rolled and rolling underneath sending five in a cover four. Um, or no, sorry. Maybe it's cover three. Uh, I don't know, cover three or cover four, because Adams does bite down there a little bit, so maybe it's either cover right. cover six or cover three, maybe actually. Um, but regardless, Claiborne is opening up really, really soon again, given that two way go. And when you're in this position, are you ever going to be able to break down or, and you know uh, burst towards the either the first down mark of the receiver if he's breaking outwards, inwards, or just stopping on a on a curl on a comeback? No. And he runs not even a great. It's not even a. It's a pretty rounded yeah. out route. It's like a, yeah, it's like a deep, it's a deep speed out. I mean that's, I mean, but he got on top and he, he opened up and got on top so fast that it's hard for him to recover on that. That's why you know that's why he's late on that. But that's what I'm saying like it's not even it's not even 
it's not even these great plays that are beating the Jets. It's just so it's so simple that if you're playing the Jets, okay, either run a bunch of run a bunch of levels or crossing um, type concepts under the middle, whether it be like you know uh, levels like a like a cab or a spin or a drive, or just single guys up and and run motions to see if they're in man coverage. If they're in man coverage, run run um, shorter or intermediate routes versus Claiborne and Tremaine Johnson because they they they're getting beat so bad underneath. And then even right. over top, they're getting beat. So where where are they really good at right now? It's just like, it's, well, I mean, they're not. I mean, they're not good anywhere. I mean, and most of it is just is just awareness and technique issues. It's not, especially with Tremaine Johnson. It's not that he doesn't physically have the ability to do it. Uh, with him, it's just all you know. It, he looks a bit lazy at times, and it's just all technique. So on this play, it, it looks like it's it's another cover one. Um, at least it's what it looks like to me. It looks like it's it's. It looks like it's cover one, just straight cover one, not even cover one hole. It might be cover one hole, but I don't know if Lee is a hole defender there if he reacted to the run. But regardless of the little mis- – I think it's a miscommunication between Adams and Screen right here where they want to – I think Screen wants to play in and out, and right. Adams is just kind of manning up on that tight end. Right. But they're just – he's just running a simple, a simple um, you know, drag route under, underneath a, you know, a seam route or a post or a dig, whatever you want to call it. It looks like it ends up being like a dig – but you don't get look look at how open he is. There's nobody within. Let's see when he catches the ball. It, literally, Marcus. Yes, yeah, it's almost ten yards. <laughs> yeah, it's like, about ten yards. Yeah. You don't even see like obviously they're NFL. They're learning really like complex like concepts and stuff like this. But this is rare to be this open in the NFL, and it happened over and over again this game. Yeah, it did, and you know. Whatever covers they're playing, I'm with you. I think I think Buster's thinking, you know, they're playing some kind of in and out, and they just got to communicate on that. So you know, they, I mean, they got to talk, and that's got to be pre-snap. You know, when they even line it up, you know, you know, just you know, whatever the signal is that you give, you know, for in and out or whatever it is, you got to do that yeah. pre-snap so you don't make these, kind of, you know, make kind of plays. I mean, yeah. this this probably, that throw probably that him being that wide open probably surprised Bortles, who's probably like, oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> like what I'm saying, I can literally make that throw. I can make that throw. I think everybody in my family can make that throw. It's a 10-yard throw with nobody around him. Like there's no pressure on Bortles. And it wasn't like Bortles was carving the jet. It wasn't like he's carving up. But it wasn't like Tom Brady or nothing like that. It was just everything was just so freaking open. Like look at the tight end leaking out right there. And another like um, you call it, you know, almost like a deeper deeper drag or you call it a shallow, it's called a shallow cross, I guess. Right, um, a, shallow, a shallow cross, and because it's not a drag, it's not he didn't break like within two yards. Um, so shallow crossing route, and nobody takes him. And again, it's like look at that. There's n- nobody. Yeah, well, the linebacker that's chasing the it's, that's chasing Yeldon out of the backfield. That's his man. That's his spot. Yeah, that's that's Williamson. Yeah, that's what. Yeah, that's Williamson's spot. So. Okay, yeah, I understand you react to the run, but you retrace your steps and get back in your, you know, and get back in your hook the curl area, you know, or curl the flat area, I should say. That's yeah. because that's that's supposed to be his play. Oh, man. You got Buster Screen down here at the bottom. He's taking the crossing route coming over. You got Lee in the hole, and that's supposed to be Williamson, you know, jumping, um, you know, taking that route coming over. But he's so caught up in play action, and that's why you got to be good with your eyes. You got to have eye discipline to see what's going on. Because even if you bite up on a run fake, you still have to understand what coverage you're in, and you got to get back to where you where you're supposed to be. But the thing is, Mark, he did, they they don't even run play action right here. Like he. No, he, I know, I know they don't run it. I know they don't run it right here. And, no, no, and I'm he, saying, but yeah. like, 
So it's like, why, it's like, why is it's he like, coming up? I don't even know if this is a miscommunication because I don't know if he would play this as badly because he's literally coming up towards a lot of scrimmage as he sees the running back coming out of the backfield. So like he thinks he's in man and, or he's caught up and Lee thinks it, they're in zone. So like it, it doesn't, it almost doesn't even make sense what their defense yeah. is doing right here. I mean, um, which it, I, it, I agree it, with you, but yeah, like, it, how does that, how does that happen? I mean, he just was, didn't didn't focus on what coverage they were in because everybody else is playing zone. Yeah, you know, if you look at you know the foot, the big picture, so you know you just gotta have that awareness and the and mental have that you're seeing from a professional right. football team is inexcusable at this point. Like I said, beat by talent, sure, but when it's this crap, it's it's just so bad. And again, here, this is the easiest thirty was a thirty-one yard touchdown that Yeldon's ever gonna get. Because Darren Lee right here is so concerned with this, with this, uh, with the drag route or shallow crossing route. Right. He, he's not passing off to Williamson, and he just leaks out of the backfield right here. Uh, and look at that! Like, yeah, that's, there's nobody, that's and he it. runs simply in for a. He's like it almost looks like he's jogging for a touchdown. I, I mean, I mean, but I think that was D.D. Westbrook. I mean, that's there. He's the carrot. So yeah, you got you fell for the carrot dangling in front of your face, <laughs> and got the guy coming out. Yeah, I mean, and that's that's easy. Here's the thing: I understand getting reroutes is important. You want to touch a guy, but there are times where you just can't reroute the guy. You know, and in that case, you know, he should just let him go past him, look for Yeldon coming out. You're not going to be able just based on alignment. Sometimes the office, they're not going to allow you to rewrite guys the way that you want to, and you have to be able to let them go and, and still be able to, you know, play the, play the concept out. Yeah, and it's not like a reroute if he's, like, opening up a little bit more vertically, but he's running like a drag or a shallow crossing. You can't right. vacate your zone to reroute. Your reroute when he's coming, you know, near your zone or even into your zone. You can't leave your zone to reroute. It's like, man. And, again, this is another um, – this is another cover three, and I get it that like Avery Williamson right here is reacting to the throw, but the running back is again pretty much wide open right there. Um, or this is so this is another one where I looked at it, I was like, I don't know what this is because look, cover three, yeah, cause, you got, I mean, you got one, yeah, because if you're playing three, Buster should be carrying, be rewriting this guy inside out. You exactly. know, if he's gonna carry him up the seam, he should be rewriting him inside out. But if you look at down here at the bottom, I think that's Claiborne, he's playing it like man. <laughs> um, you know, and so is um, so and they're both look at it, and they're both. This is when you know your technique's bad. Why you, you both? They're both having a speed turn in order to get back, at, you know, to locate the receiver again. That's not what you want. You know, I I don't like. Sometimes you get caught in a speed turn. Like I get it, but this happens, you know, more often than not. But it's like okay, so it, so if you eliminated Buster's screen from this play, you got the three deep. You got the, the the three under, and you're expecting screen to be here, but screen is carrying this, and it's not like it's not even like oh well, okay, was he playing man right here? Because then he drops him like he's in his zone. So what? This is right. this is not any zone coverage I've ever seen. Yeah, ever. that's what I'm saying. I don't know what this is. That's what I'm saying. If if it is three, he should be rewriting him inside out and carrying him. And, and you also have, <clears throat> I mean, your linebackers have to get deep. I mean, but this is kind of a three. You know, this is a three beater though. You know, you want to dig. You're breaking up a little bit right there, but um, what is it called? So yeah, even even nobody. It's I think it's a connection. I don't think it's the uh, mic, but so okay. Even if like here, like he, even if screen was down here, right? Nobody, nobody is there. He's wide yeah. open. Well, that's what I'm saying. That's I mean, if they're playing three, which is what it looks like, but you can't really tell. I mean, that's a three beater. You know, you know, you beat three with either 
um, you know, down the scene where if you're running like deep digs or some people run, yeah. instead of running the back out of the backfield, they'll hook up in front of the linebacker and run a deep dig, you know, run a deep dig behind yeah, the linebacker. Like a drive type concept, like one of the, yeah. yeah. Right, yeah. So, you know, this, I mean, on this one, really, it doesn't matter if screen, if Buster was, you know, played just the coverage. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, let's keep going here because I'm going to try to run through them. I want, <laughs> I want it to be a four-hour show, but when they play like crap, I got I to show stuff. I, I was watching this film. I was like, this cannot be real. Like, I was watching the game, but, like, <laughs> watching the film is even – it was even worse watching the film. Cause, like, at least in the game, like, you know, I was, like, watching it's kind of like, oh, well, maybe they, like, like, did a concept where they are mixing guys up like a mesh or maybe, you know, like I said, maybe it's a mesh or a drive where they, they pull up the linebackers. But it, was like, it was, like, simple one – it was just a single route. It wasn't like it was, it was tying into a concept. So like <clears throat> it was bad. And this is Kermit, uh, train Johnson, who is getting beat all day underneath, got burned by um, who was that last week? Callaway. And yeah. then again here, like, so one, he opens his hips immediately, which I don't, I, I don't know what they're watching on film. Maybe Donard Wilson likes them opening their hips immediately, or they're just not listening. False step, whatever. That happens. Uh, people do that to eliminate. Well, no, no, no. Actually, I mean, it's too big, but I don't I, – because I even teach that. You kind of teach the yeah. reach to kind of get your – you know, kind of get you started. It's just too too much of a false step. You don't want to be well, to the point where you're leaning where you're leaning backwards and you're sitting in the bucket. You know, it's a small, tiny step. Yes, exactly. So, like, like you said, you want to do the false step, and maybe like more horizontally, but you're, you're trying right. to eliminate that spread of the feet and being back on the heels and on, on your heels, but he's on his heels, opens right. up immediately – and he gets away with a push off right there, which is why he I think he gets beat. You can see the push off there, but he doesn't have two hands on him, and he's looking back super super early. Yeah, um, no, and that angle. I mean, he needs he needs to take more of a. You want you want that angle to be a little higher. The thing with with when you see a lot of guys end up in trail is they take angles similar to that. The, the higher you want to take a higher angle because the angle. Because the wideouts running fast too, and you're running, and you're basically playing, you know you're playing catch up. If you take a higher angle than he does, mm-hmm. then it puts you in position where you need to be. So where you've got that half man trail technique, so you can still play the man and the ball. When you play, when you don't take a high enough angle, like in this case, that's why he's grabbing because he's already beat. Because all, all, uh, I think that's I think that's what's broke. All he has to do is just continue to run around him, you know, run around him because of the room that he has over there on the sideline. Yeah, that's that's Moncrief. Um, yeah, Moncrief. Yeah, this is Moncrief, who, by the way, had I believe eighty, like eighty something yards. I saw Michael Nani, the guy, or our TOJ guy, tweeted before eighty something yards for this game. Comes to the game and has five receptions for one hundred and nine yards. So, yeah. play versus the Jets, you'll get your stats up. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll keep going here with this vaunted pass defense that the Jets have. We have four more plays and then we'll just try to get into some other stuff. We'll get to a lot of Donald. Um, hopefully it gets a little bit better, but this is, <laughs> I can't keep doing this. If we do this in 12 weeks, I'm going to lose it. I'm going to be checked into a mental facility. Um, and this is the same thing we literally just saw. So this is, you can tell this is cover. This is definitely cover three. You're you're disguising it as either cover four or or um, cover four or cover two, but Jamal Adams breaks down into the into the curl of the flat, so he's responsible for just a, a, just a baseline cover three look. But what is Buster Screen doing? Well, I was about to say, where's where's Buster Screen going? <laughs> and look at that swing route. Look at this. What? Like how? How is this happening? And then they pick up. 
I think I, I I don't know what this was. Like, let's say it's it's I don't know. They're they're behind the chains right here, so it looks like it's yeah only only by a couple of yards. There, it's not much. Yeah. So it's yeah okay. So it's 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 okay. So it's second and ten. Sorry. So it's second and ten, and you're letting a just a simple swing route get completed with nobody around him, and it picks up you know whatever 15, 15 16, 16, 17 yards on a swing route. Yeah. No, that's that's definitely unacceptable. I mean, you. Yeah, and I don't know what bus. I honestly don't know what bus the screen is thinking here because there's nothing that should be taking him over there. You you got everybody else is playing it the correct way. You know, this is your guy. This is your area. You know, you got Colonel Flat. You know, you got to be able to. You know, you can't make those middle errors like that. Uh, Emmys all day. The Jets got enough Emmys for the entire freaking National Football League at this point, week four in the season. It's like it, it just it, it's gonna continue and. uh Here's get Buster Screen strung against him. He said, like, oh, Buster Screen played well this game. Or he didn't play that bad. Okay. Um, okay. <laughs> so, again, this – it's so hard to even tell because – Well, no, they're, they're playing man. Buster just gets cut off by, by the tight end. So yeah, it, I okay. Mean, so they're playing cover, yeah. yeah, cover one hole, or no, yeah, yeah. yeah, actually not even cover one hole because it looks like Lee is just in man on the running yeah. back. Who on the running back, yeah. yeah. So they're, they're in man, they're in man, and man coverage, but – you know, by the time you're covering a slot guy this close to the line, you've almost got to be at linebacker depth because of this reason right here. You know, for the potential for him running across. That's why he, that's why they're lining up that that close. When they know that you're playing man coverage, they you know they you know line up close to the line of scrimmage or in line, you know, however you want to call it. You know, so and this is just it's just a rub route, you know, and it's an accidental rub route, you know, by um. You know, by the tight end, but yeah, but that's, you know, the purpose of doing it. So when you come down and try to press, so now the tight end gets in your way, uh, D.D. Westbrook cuts underneath the tight end, and now he's running wide open. Because if you look at Jamal Adams, he's just sitting, you know, waiting on the tight yeah. end to come to him. So they're, they're in man. Yeah, and like, you got, this is this is like situational awareness. Now, maybe, okay, if there's no number three threat right there, you could you could play it like this, even though you're opening up way too soon, and you're you're already right there, you're beat. So he plays it bad, even if that guy's not there. It's going to be a completion anyway. Um, you got to like, you know, uh, get tighter, not open up here, and you got to have awareness. You got to have the you have to have knowledge. There's number three threat there. And by the way, this is the third time we're we're showing the same play with this with this drag or shallow crosser underneath right. that clear out route or that rub. And this is the third time this has beat them. And again, look how open he is. It's it just continued all day long for the Jets and I have two more plays of this just just crap the defense was crap um and here I'll show uh, Buster screen again getting beat uh I, I really hope it gets more positive for us Marcus because I, I don't know I really I, I don't know again <laughs> so it's um it's another cover one they're yeah. running cover one and Buster screen immediately is on his heels, opens up, and it drags, just drags are beating him. Usually, okay, well, we have to run a mesh concept because they're going to be jet streaming type on, type, you know, tight on them. So right. you want to run into each other. They don't even have to do that. You just run drags versus the Jets with, with Buster Screen, and you're going to beat him every time and get some yak, and he gets yak. And, um, you know, Buster Screen ended up making the tackle. And, uh, by the way, the ball was out, like, right there. I remember watching this. And then they're like, oh, no fumble. I was like, you have to be kidding me. <laughs> but, but he did end up fumbling the ball, but it, and the Jets do recover, but I'm still giving him a, a knock for this play because he played it so poorly off the line. Right. Yeah, and he did. I mean, like I said, 
when you're that close, you're that close to the nine, that excuse me, that close to the line, you should mm-hmm. be anticipating crossing routes like all day. I mean, that's you know that's a gimme. Yeah. But my thing is, you know, from a coordinator standpoint, if you know they're starting to run a lot of crossing routes on you, you got to change it up. Now I know that's hard when you've just blown cover three, which is, you know, the thing that would help you with those crossing routes. So, you know, it, it kind of leaves, you know, I don't know if it's Ty Bowles or Casey, you know, calling the defense now, you know, I mean, I don't know. Yeah. But I mean, it, it does leave him, you know, in a bad situation because now he doesn't really know what to call because you blew cover three, which they'd have to have with the, with the cross route, but you still have the potential to, that they'll run a deep dig out of it. And then when you run man, you know, you're getting beat you know, obviously on, on the drag, you know, so, you know, this one, I mean, it's just kind of, this one's kind of tough, you know, to tell you the truth, you know, particularly because they're blowing, they're having so many MEs. I mean, you make it hard for, you know, for your coordinator to know what to call or what position to put you in mm-hmm. you know, if you're not doing the other things that, that they drew up successful. <sighs> it was yeah. frustrating. It's frustrating. And then again, Hey, guess what I'm going to break. Can you, can you guess the next route they're going to beat us with Marcus Coleman? <laughs> Just uh, randomly, I don't, I don't know. Maybe, that? maybe it's a dig. Maybe I would, I would like to get beat by a dig or something. But hey, again, they're, they're doing the same thing. It's yeah. a clear out route with a drag underneath it or a shallow crosser. And this yeah. time, this time, it's it's Hewitt who they're clear. I th- I think they think they're playing in and out, and Hewitt just reacts so hard to the outside and jumps outside. Right. And again, look how open he is. And it's again, like it's 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 hard to watch. Yeah, I mean, you don't – if you're playing in and out, you don't have to jump that hard on the guy. I mean, he should be playing inside out anyway. So, if, if he catches – if the tight end does run out, just chase his butt down and, t- and tackle him. I mean, so be it. But if you're playing in and out, you know, from the jump, you should be head up the inside anyway. You know, and you shouldn't have to jump out there. You've already established leverage on the inside. So, if he wants to run inside, you just establish the leverage and, and, you know, and you run with him. You don't have to, you know, make any – he's going to give you a move to make you move. Yeah. You know, you shuffle and but still maintain your leverage and then, you know, if he when he comes back, you're still on the route. But that that's just I mean, that's just bad technique again. And and like to what extent is it like, okay, it's coaching versus players? Because I think it's a mixture of both. Like how do you view that? I mean, I don't I mean it could be both. I don't know, it just depends on what the D B coaches, you know, what he's teaching them, you know, what he's coaching them. And then, you know, if they if he allows you know, them to play as they want and give them free reign on the techniques that they play and, and how they want to play it, then, you know, that's, you know, I guess you could say that's on the players, you know, because he gives them their free reign so they should be able to handle it. So that's, I mean, that's a tough question just because you're not there and you don't know who's coaching what, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, and I'm going to go to the studs and we're not going to spend any time on the studs really at all because the Jets honestly don't deserve it. We saw Avery Williamson blow some coverages, but I'm going to give him a number three um, because, you know, this, this play, you know, I, I like it. I get like I. Not I guess I, I like this play. He's like sugaring the a gap right here. Looks like he's gonna bring some pressure. Um, and he's looking. He almost a spy on on Blake Bortles. And um, I like I like the fact that he's you know the, the lateral quickness. He's shuffling to get into Blake Bortles passing lane where his eyes are going. And then he gets his, his his hands up at the perfect time. He gets the pass deflection and it leads to the to the interception for mm-hmm. uh, Roberts. Not ton, not a ton of breakdown, but he did cause a, a turnover here. So. Yeah, I, was, I mean, he caused a turnover. He did a good job of staying where he's supposed to be. If he runs too far in there, then the O-line was just going to, you know, probably manhandle him just, you know, just because of size. But, 
he stays back, gets in the passing lane, and increases the turnover. So, yeah, he, I mean, he, he'll get a point for that. <laughs> it's hard to be positive. Um, and we'll, we'll get we'll, uh, one more play of Williamson. I'll give, like, like what, two plays of, an, of my next guy and, like, one play of my next guy. But other than that, they don't deserve much positivity for this game. This is something that, that he's been doing consistently. Um, Avery Williamson right here on the, on the strip where he gets involved in the play. And he doesn't strip – Initially, we're, you see him right here. Um, he's the he's the Mike linebacker, and he right. takes on that block from yeah. the the tight end. And it, let me see if I can get a better um, angle. And the Jets didn't score here, by the way. Um, actually, did, or did they? They might have. I don't think they did. But um, he consistently, when he knows the ball carrier is wrapped up and he has some help, he he strips the ball out. He did this versus the Giants too. Um, so that's just he's a smart football player. He's an aggressive football player, and you, you gotta love to see this. Yeah, well, I mean, that's, a, you know, that's one of the drills that a lot of teams do, whether it be one guy make the tackle, second man come in and strip, or, you know, if you've got a good hold on the guy, then stick your hand in there, try to break the ball out, you know, while you take him down to the ground. And, and like you said, he's been involved in, in several of those plays, and he is a smart football player. So, you know, that, that was, you know, another good play by him. Yeah, so, all right, moving on to my number two. Um, I'm going to give it to Adams, actually. I'm glad you had Stills because I didn't. Yeah, yeah. Like I said before, like with I remember the Lions um, game. I was reaching for for the duds. I'm reaching hard for the studs. So mm-hmm. Adams is my is my number two, I guess. Um, I don't I don't know because he flashed at, at times, and we've been seeing this a lot with Adams, where he's coming off the edge and he's he's just picking up the the run quickly. Yeah. Um, and this is just like it's a counter run. And he he recognizes that he's following he's following the puller right there. It seems like he's he's keying on that puller, um, recognizes what they're doing, and he just shoots the um, backside you know, B gap. I guess you can call it, even though the uh, the left guard vacates that zone. So I don't know if you want to call that an A or a B, but he shoots that backside gap and makes the one on one tackle versus Fournette uh, for no gain. So he he definitely flashes a lot. I think he needs improvement in coverage, and we've been recapping that through four right. weeks but in the run game he's he's pretty much fantastic yeah i mean he's solid in the run game i mean i mean but this is you know what this is you know this is somewhere what he the system he came out of you know this is what he did at lsu so i mean this we know he's good at you know it's other things that you know we like to see him get better at whether it be the communication on in and outs you know that we saw him miss a couple of times uh getting behind in coverage or not you know, being, you know, close, you know, tight enough on the hip and coverage, things like that. You know, those are things that he needs to work on. But this, we know he can do this. Yeah. All right. So next guy um, is going to be uh, Quincy Nunwa for me. Uh, four receptions, 66 yards. He got like another 30-yard completion or whatever it was taken away from him because literally I, like, I, I don't even get like excited when the Jets have a big play because I'm like I'm just looking for the yellow the yellow bar to pop up on the on the bottom of the screen flag because it, it happens all the time like all the time so um here let's see I think he runs a let's see a stop over the over the middle or not even uh yeah well let's see almost like he's, he's actually going to run like a crossing route or like he's just right. going to sit in the middle here, but then he reckoned, it was just smart recognition from him. He realized Donald is scrambling out and needs some help. And then he breaks back unless it was a, a, supposed to be a whip route, but it doesn't look like he was apparently or going to run a whip, a whip route, but he breaks back outside, makes the catch. And then the yak here is just super, super impressive. He's, he's a running back with the ball. Um, oh, yeah. Once he gets the ball in his hands. 
Yeah, but I mean, <laughs> like, how many tackles I mean, does he break there? Jeez. Yeah, I know. I mean, but he's. I mean, honestly, he's really probably. You know, he's he and I guess you know Jamal Adams is, and I mean, I say Williams is. You know, they're kind of the only bright spots. You know, you know, right now that have actually, you know, that have actually, you know, shown up. You know, every week. You know, regardless of what's going on. I mean, they've had, they made their mistakes. You know, granted, but. For the most part, you know they they have been they've been the ones that have come out and 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 perform you know like they're capable of doing you know especially Numa. Yeah. Um, all right. So moving on to the next <clears throat> a Numa play, and this might be the one that he got that got called back. I forget which one this was, but I know it was another uh, good catch. He actually did have a drop later or in the game as well. Where we'll go over it. It's it's going to be show up in Sam Donald's film. Um, so let me see what this one is. Oh uh, yeah, thirty-nine yards. Beecham hold um, again. He it's just it's like a short. It's a just a stop route over the middle. Um, breaks one tackle. Breaks or actually he only breaks one tackle here. But it's just a yak that he brings. And this is why yeah. Sam don't he, he trusts the dude because he's gonna pick him up an extra 10, 15, 20 yards, even five yards. Or he does break that tackle. Sorry. So yeah. he breaks the tackle from uh, forty-two right there, which I believe Very is church. church. Yeah, and then Ramsey as well. So Ramsey. he actually just yeah. Yeah, that's that's just hard running, man. I love to, I love to see that. And even he gets hit here, he's still trying to backpedal for more yards. And it's because Beecham, if you look at his set right here, look how far he's opening up outside again. Look at that massive hole in the B gap. So he 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 ends up holding yeah. um, number ninety one, which is Nagakwe, I believe. Um, yeah. So I don't know what to even say at this point. Let's let's get to. <clears throat> <laughs> um, let's get to the the <clears throat> bad from the offense, which I, I had Donald labeled as bad this game. 17 for 34, 167 yards, one touchdown, zero interceptions. It probably should have been two or three interceptions if we're being honest with um, everybody. But let's uh, let's let's go through some Donald film here, and then we don't have, we have a couple more plays from a couple other guys, but then we'll get into to this week coming up. And uh, wow, but I put a okay. mixture of Donald plays in here. And this is actually a, a good play from from Donald where he's getting, uh, yeah. So he's getting he's getting interior pressure through the through the B gap right here, and he's he clearly he's dropping back reading the left side of the field, and he, he realizes that interior pressure. And I I like how he doesn't he he's been panicking a little bit, but I like this play from him that realizes the pressure. He's, he's he rehitches sidesteps and then fires a ball into to Blau Pal who who's running this drag versus uh, Telvin Smith right here, and he gets the uh, the completion. He and he throws up some pretty good. Uh, you know, it's a pretty good zip right there too, a good location. Um, mm. So I like the pressure in the face and, and the delivery and the rehitch and the slides right there. Yeah, but I mean, I mean, he has good pocket presence. We know that. I mean, he had that at USC. I mean, the only thing, as we always talk about, they got him in trouble at USC was, you know, once he got out of the pocket or he was trying to do too much with, with the ball, you know, he at times would make mistakes. But I mean, he's always had good pocket presence, you know, been aware of, of you know, who's around him. You know when where the pressure is coming from, and, and being able to either step out, step to the side, or you know, or get out, of, you know, get out of the pocket altogether. So, uh, I mean, I like this play just because he's continuing to you know show that he still has that you know ability even at this level. You mm-hmm. know, guys are coming much faster, so now his clock is sped up. You know, in regards to when the pressure is coming, and recognizing it, and and where to go with it. Yeah, and. uh I believe this is another good one from from Donald that I have. So he he made some nice plays versus the Jags defense, uh, but then I, obviously there were some big misses and some other plays that he didn't do uh, well or he struggled with. And 
again, this is a, this is another one where um, Quincy Newmar just running a you know a, a post over the middle, um, and he looks like he's setting he's setting up down a little bit because he's just going to the to the to the open spot in the field. Yep. And Donald, he's getting some pressure because Shell gets <clears throat> he gets beat off the edge by whoever. Um, it's ninety one. I think it looks like ninety one. So it's probably it's it's uh, Nagakwe. Yeah. And he, 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 you know, widens the rush out a little bit, like the, that arc out. So he does have to, you know, come back inside to get Donald. So he doesn't get beat cleanly, but he does get beat here. Donald recognizes that, has to step up in the pocket and then throw um, a ball quickly before he gets sacked. Where if he doesn't step up right here, he, it, the ball, it's either a fumble um, or a sack. So I like that step up in the pocket again and, and keeping his eyes downfield with, you know, pressure coming. Yeah, I do too. Yeah, that's just good pocket presence and, mm-hmm. and, and definitely like the ball placement, you know, uh, you know, low and away, say, you know, it's not, it's definitely not high where church can get it, but you know, he's running away from the corner. So and he throws it in the hole and you know, that's, that's a good ball. It's a good catch too. Yeah. Yeah. Quincy. Uh, thank God for Quincy. Uh, and this is a play that I actually, it was, this is a good result. I don't like the, I didn't like the decision here though. And I think this was, I, it was not third down. I think it was second down um, from Darnold and, uh, I think it's that Tomlinson actually ends up getting called for the hold right, the hold right there because he's blocking. Uh, I think that's Calais Cam- Yeah, it's Calais Campbell right there, one on one. Which, yeah. again, I I, I get like <laughs> they're faking an inside zone split and like it's going to help him, but he he gets called for the hold right there. And I didn't love this decision from Donald actually because when he throws the ball right here, I get that the that the number twenty one, which is Boye, right? Uh, his hips are turned, but he. If you're going to do so, like you have to fire it to, towards the sideline. But he he's right. lofting this ball up there, and this could easily be an interception. He gets lucky that he actually misplays the ball a little bit, and Herndon makes a fantastic, uh, you know, catch, which, like I said, comes back for a hold. Uh, but I actually didn't like this decision from Donald. But you know, you got to give props to to Herndon right there to make that catch. Yeah, no, that was that was a hell of a catch. It was a good job of adjusting. Yeah, and like you said, if Bouye plays this ball. You know, if he gets a little bit more depth and plays his ball the right way, that's that's an easy pick. Uh, I'm with you. But, I mean, that's, you know, part of what we talk about. I mean, even though Donald knows the pressure is coming, I mean, sometimes you just got to take sacks or just throw it away. I mean, he could have easily thrown his ball another five yards to the left and it's out of bounds. Mm-hmm. You know, so – and you live the fight another day. I mean, the holding penalty would have taken you back regardless. But, you know, at least, you you know, if that doesn't occur, you give yourself, you give yourself a chance. So this play that I'm going to bring up is actually um, – I'm just going to go strictly through, like, like a little bit of, like, I guess Sam Darnold. Um, but they're just a deep – you know, it's, just like, it's almost like a, like a slice route. Like it's not even really a post. You call it, I guess, like a skinny post you want. I call it more of like a slice route. Yeah. Um, but the problem here is that Winters is getting, if you look at the pocket, Winters gets pushed back so far that, that Sam Donald really isn't able to cl- like clean. Like you see his foot's planted. doesn't really, he's not really yeah. able to drive yeah, through his throw right yeah. there. And, the throw. and yeah. So when you're not able to drive through your throat, which is kind of weird because you're not using full body, your full body's power and it's torque. You usually, you think like, okay, well the ball would be under the throne, but you're, what actually happens most of the time is you, the quarterback, overcompensates for that for that um that foot or that hip not being able to rotate fully or step through you overcompensate uh, uh, with the arm and he rips the ball right here and he overthrows it and uh it's an interception that should have happened but there was i believe is a hold um right right in that in the slot right there on boy versus uh i think it's, it looks like yeah it's anderson he's skinny as hell um right but this is this should be a pick because you know of, of him ripping the ball because of the pocket getting pushed back. And obviously you can't just blame it on the pocket here. This, he should throw it accurately no matter what. Uh, he overthrows it by a good amount. So 
Yeah, and that's – I mean, I don't like the decision. That's just a dangerous route. I mean, I mean, because you got the safety sitting right there. If he does make an accurate throw <laughs> – Hospital ball. Somebody, somebody's getting blown up. <laughs> so, I'll say it. That's yeah. – I mean, I know you want to throw it in the tight windows, but that's that's a little too tight. And I know the pressure probably made him panic, you know, a little bit, so he had to get it off. But, you know, I, I'd like to see him go maybe to a shorter route as opposed to throwing that one with the safety sitting right there. Yeah. Okay. So let's uh, try to run through this quick because we got a good amount of stuff to go. I don't want to make this a four-hour freaking show. I know I got something to do. You probably have something to do. But there's a lot of just ugly film. Um, but this actually is a pretty good throw. And people, I, I honestly don't know if you're trying to throw this ball away. Um, but it looks like a good throw. But I like the anticipation here. Um, from from Donald, where they are playing in a in a zone zone look, it's it looks kind of almost like a blown cover three, right? Uh, maybe but cover two. That doesn't make sense as a cover two unless they're dropping to like a. Yeah, I don't know. It's yeah. not it's not a Tampa two. No, it was like I'm almost like to, cover three robber that they blew. Yeah, maybe? it's like it's like three lurk or something like that. Okay, and yeah. Like Barry Church is like the lurk guy for anything like deep digs or anything like that. Yeah, yeah. So that's what I call it cover three buzz. Um, you call it cover three lurk, I guess. Um, but yeah, so Herndon, he's running this basically just a you know uh, corner route, and Donald, I guess, he well, one he has pressure because Beach Beachum is look at look how bad he gets beat again. That's just all, all that Nagaku has to do right there. He gives that little stab to the outside right there. And yep. Beecham's beaks, look how big that B gap is again, just comes inside of that B gap and chasing Donald down. And Donald delivers a, a fantastic ball right there to uh, yeah. to Herndon to make that catch. That, that was a great ball. I mean, but <laughs> as great as these balls are, like you, you just want to see some regular balls, some regular throws. <laughs> right? Yeah. Throw the curl, throw the swing route. Throw what that happens route. to like a 10-yard like a like freaking curl? Like what? I mean, he doesn't have time. I mean, like he's like I've been saying last three weeks, too busy running for his life to yeah. even see him. Yeah, I'm just saying, like it's just it's just like crazy. It's either like super difficult or super simple. Like there's no, it just seems like there's no in between for this offense. And uh, so this was the they're running. I said a cover. This looks like cover one hole. Uh, yeah, I would say cover cover one hole, even though that he's taking he's a little bit wide, I guess, for a hole, or he's he right. acting on one side for a hole. But I'll, I'll call it, it's cover one look. Um, and Darnold, this is a, just a missed throw. Um, you want to see him? It doesn't look like the footwork is the best. I can't see that front foot, but it doesn't look like he's fully rotating through that that front foot. Like you want to see a little bit better. Um, you know, him more in sync with the upper body and the lower body here. So it looks like he's using a lot of arm again. But Powell is beating um i think it's telvin smith right here on this like slot fade and that's if, if he catches that in stride yeah maybe he, he gears down a little bit or whatever he has to do to catch the ball it's either a big gain on third and one or a touchdown here and he just he it just hits powell's fingertips so he just overthrows it here so right you know i know you're talking about the throw but i mean it's third and one right yeah, this is where they went empty set on third and one. Yeah, just get the first down, man. Just, I mean, and, and run something other than a bunch route where all your receivers are in the same area, like down here at the bottom. I mean, obviously, Ramsey, I mean, that's not going to do anything. I mean, I'm, if anything, if you want to try to run anything on, on Tevin Smith, um, just because well, he's playing outside in. So they're basically, he and the linebacker are, are playing like an in and out on, on um, okay. 
like on, the, on the running back. Ball. Yeah. Well, here we're still, you got to have a better one-on-one matchup, you know, down here at the bottom, you know, once you see that. So and you got three guys in the same area and everybody's running like a two-yard route. Look at this. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> like look you got to have. Look how wide this field I mean, is. I mean, at look least, at least if you're doing, if you want, if you're going to do that, go back to the beginning. If you're going to do that, have one, have number three run across to at least occupy this other linebacker right here. Yeah. And, and uh, at least, you know, that's Crowell, right? Or that's Powell? Excuse me, that's Powell. Under, uh, underneath on the, on the, the number three? No, no, number two at the top. Oh, the, the, uh, yeah, the, 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 the one at the top. That, yeah, it's a new one. Just like a, the, the smoke route kind of thing. Yeah, and who's, run, who's number two against Kevin uh, Smith? Yeah, Powell, it's Powell. Yeah. yeah, at least give Powell the option to run an angle route or run an out route or something depending on – you know, on the leverage would at least, you know, give them a chance. I mean, I mean, this is, to me, this is too, this is, I know he's supposed to make this throw, but it, this is too, too much of a low percentage play for me, especially on third and one. And you can just line up and either mm-hmm. run the rock and get one yards, you know, considering how Jacksonville's run defense has been, or, you know, run something where it's like three yards, five yards or something like that, where you at least, you know, give them a chance to get the easy first down and, you, you know, you keep the drive going. And this is yeah, and that's what I'm saying. Like, I didn't like them going empty, and people are like, "Oh, well, you know, he he was open." But like, I still don't like the play call just because the result the result was good doesn't mean the play call was good. Like, it's just right. like yeah, you know, that, that was that's a low percentage play. You know, it's, in not my that, it's not that black and white. Football is so much more difficult than that. Like so, um, and and again, this is so a Nunez just running like a deep over route, and he just he's just splitting the coverage of the of the defense right here, and he. Gets he's open obviously and again but this is another fourth and one call and I would I would have liked Donald to just see this drag route right right just throw, the, just, just throw the drag route just, I think that's the one that I that I that I said on Twitter I'm like just throw the crossing route like look this, like, yeah. this is the first down marker so it's right. it's, it's it's right here right hit him, he just turns the field and he he can drop on the ground so hit him right there so I didn't like that decision right there maybe you just didn't see him which is a, a problem all in itself or another right. problem in itself but. Anunwa, he this is a touchdown for Anunwa. If he and I understand it's kind of a difficult angle to hit Anunwa, but he needs to make this throw. And honestly, uh, Anunwa needs to make this this catch as well. If you if I, if I go to the yeah, it's behind him. Where if he was to lead him, you know, here, then it's a, it's it's a touchdown. He gets a or yeah, he gets yak and gets a touchdown. But the ball does hit Anunwa in both of his hands. I understand like it's not an easy catch to make. But he still should catch this. So he, he tried to pull it in again and hit him in the face mask. But uh, yeah, yeah. Just, no, you, I, I mean, I'm like, you got to that throw. You got to make though. I mean, that's that's the throw you got to make, especially with the room that he has. You know, going to the pylon. I mean, you got a lot of room to still lead him. You know, and a lot of room width wise. Yeah. Just because of where the defenders were. I mean, you got to make that throw. Yeah. So like that's like. <sighs> that's like one of those ones where I was kind of talking about like, oh my god, oh my god, no, like that sucks, but. It happens a lot. I mean, I mean, yeah, but the, the <laughs> easiest thing to do is just hit the drag route, pick up the first down, and keep rolling. Yeah, exactly. Like, you don't need to go for it at all. I understand being a little bit aggressive, but you got to just pick up the, the necessary yardage. Be aggressive on second and three, but unfortunately, the Jets are in second and 10, second and eight, second and 15, second and 20. So you can't have those opportunities to take deep shots when you really should. And I, so. A new one was just running like a he's running like a comeback yeah comeback here versus uh, Jalen Ramsey, and if he wants to throw this, throw it now you know right. or throw it you see you see him off with his in that shuffle technique with his hips open, throw the ball now 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 but he throws the ball too late 
And then Inunua, I don't know what, I don't know if he slips and drops to his knees. I want to see him attack the ball right there. Obviously, you don't never want to see that. But it's not like Ramsey played this fantastically. It's just the ball was delivered late, so he had enough time to to react to the ball. And he almost got a near interception. So yeah, I mean, it's just a late ball. Let me tell you the truth. Like you said, you like to you got to anticipate, especially yeah. when you're running out routes. You see cover three, you got to anticipate that out route being there. And, yeah. You know, you usually want to throw that before the wide receiver even comes out of his break. Mm-hmm. If the if the receiver sees you, it's too late, as as they say. So yep. let's uh let's let next one. Let's see what this. How many uh, how many more plays we got? Uh, decent. You want me to skip some? Uh, yeah, because actually I got to hit my wife with something, so I didn't know how many more we had before we got into the next mm. into the next game. No, we could do. Um, how much time do you have? Uh. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> I might be running through some film on myself. That's okay, though, if I have to. Um, okay, yeah, that's cool, yeah. Okay, so, yeah, let, let's just go to uh, – want to do the Broncos matchup and the Pickums, and then I'll run through the rest of it after. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, that's cool. Okay, okay so, um, yeah, I'll, I'll just do that after. I'll go through it a little bit quicker. I'm doing it by myself. I, I, this show is – I don't if it, is it that long? I'm going to be complaining about the Jets, I guess so. Um, all right, so looking at the looking at the, the, the Broncos roster, I guess I'll get back to Sam Darnold, get to the next to some other stuff. Uh, quarterback Case Keenum, uh, he's Case Keenum. He's a journeyman guy. I think he got a little bit lucky last year with the Vikings, even though he did play well. 22 touchdowns, seven interceptions uh, this year so far. I think it's three interceptions, six uh, – or, or sorry, three touchdowns, six interceptions. So he's a he's a very average quarterback, not even average. He's a journeyman. He's kind of like a McCown, Fitzpatrick type of guy who I think was in a good situation last year. So what do you think about Keenum? Uh, I mean, I like Keenum. I mean – I mean, he does a, de- a decent job of, I guess, managing the game, as you say. He doesn't do anything spectacular, but, you know, he doesn't usually do, you know, many things that gets them in trouble. So, I mean, for what, you know, I don't think he's going to be there long term, no. you know, who's coming out over the next, you know, year or so. But I think right now, you know, as a stopgap, you know, I think, you know, he, he's good for what, what, you know, this different team has. Yeah, then looking at the running backs um... – they, they got a good group right now. Uh, Royce Freeman and Lindsey right now are averaging like 5.2 and 5.7 yards per carry or something crazy like that. Anywhere yeah. over four and a half or even four at a time is pretty good. So averaging over five is really good. And then you have Devontae Booker behind them as well. So they have a deep, stable running back. So the Jets' run defense has been solid. So I'm not like too, too worried, but they do have a good group. Fullback Andy Janovich, is, he's a fullback. Uh, they still right. use him. And they use him on like a fullback wheel against the, the Chiefs. That went for like 30 yards. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I guess quickly, what do you think about that? I, throw the tight end in there as well. Jeff Hewerman, it's, it's another guy, but the Jets like to get beat by tight end, so it doesn't really matter their name. He's going to get a catcher too. Yeah, Hewerman is okay. I mean, Genovich, like you said, he's a fullback, but I mean, overall <laughs> as a group, I mean, they're pretty good, um, mm-hmm. especially, you know, in the run game. You talk about Freeman and Lindsey, and I, I think everybody was surprised when Freeman ended up being the starter this year, but, you know, they've, they've you know, they play well, and, you know, they've got depth at that group, which is you know, for them has kind of been something that's hurt them in the past. You know, we go back to like CJ Anderson and some of those guys, um, even when they had Jamal Charles, you know, still guys were getting hurt, but this group seems it's a younger group, um, you know, and they, you know, they're all, you know, pretty decent. They're all, you know, they're all good runners, you know, good quickness, tough runners. So that's a good group. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And then you look at the receivers too. This is a, this is probably, let's see, week one, two, uh, I think this is the best group that the Jets have played. Um, them and the Lions are close, I, I, I think. But Sanders, DT, and Sutton—that's a pretty—that's a pretty good group. You got—you got this short. If if, like I said with Landry, if Sanders is matched up versus Buster Screen, four thousand yards easily. 
Demarius Thomas beat up on Claiborne last year badly. And then Corlin Sutton's like 6'3", 220 or whatever he is. So they got a good receiver group. I, I like that group. Yeah, no, this is this is a good group. And I'm with you. If, if screen ends up – if Buster ends up on the Manuel Sanders the majority of the game, it's not going to be pretty. 4,000 yards, yeah. Yeah, it, it's just not. Um, like to see them get the ball a little bit more. Um, the, you know, and I'm just – if I was a Denver – you know, if I was a Denver fan, uh, you know, they haven't – you know, gotten the ball enough, and and actually, DT's been he's dropped you know more balls. You know, I mean, well, last year he kind of had this problem, but he's been dropping balls lately. On a lot, like last year when he was at SMU, big physical kid snatches the ball out of the air. You know, good route runner, yeah. not crazy fast, but you know, fast enough. But definitely, you know, he's definitely going to be a, a really good player in this league. And then looking at their – and their offense was, wasn't was that great versus Kansas City, who's not that good of a, of a defense at all. I think they're actually their worst defense in the NFL. Statistically right now, I can't talk about film and all that stuff for them. Jets might be pushing them soon. Um, but I, I'm, I'm kidding a little bit with that. But, damn, that Lions game helped a lot of the Jets' statistics. Um, looking at their their offensive line, I, I, I know this has been like a touted as like a solid group. I haven't broken down film on Broncos' offensive linemen, so I'd be lying to you. But I know Bowles is solid. I've heard of Leary. He was at the with the uh, Cowboys, actually, right? Right. Um, and then you have Paradis. I've heard of him. I've never heard of Connor uh, McGovern. Oh, uh, and then I know, and I know Val Deer. So I know they're touted as a solid group. So I'm, that's that's what I'm going to say. There's they're a solid group of some names I've I've heard before. So that's good for offensive linemen. Um, do you have anything different to add to that? Or no, that's, I mean that's you know just pretty much it. Yeah. yeah, it's pretty much it. The games that I've seen them, they're a solid group. They don't do anything. I guess overly special, but you know they do as yeah. ass. You know it's it's a good group. Now, the difficult part of this conversation is now looking at the Broncos front seven, which holy crap, this is another group. The, the Jets have not got any breaks these last three weeks, or Sam Darnold has not got any breaks. Uh, Derek Wolf, solid player. Yeah. Uh, Adam Got Gotsis is the only one I've never really heard of. Pecco, good player, good nose yep. tackle. He's with the uh, Bengals before this, and he's always been solid. You have. As the Sam linebacker, the, you know, the outside rushers in a 3-4, um, you have Bradley Chubb, good player, number mm-hmm. one pick or whatever, number three or number four, uh, first-round pick, I meant to say. Shaquille Barrett's the backup. And then you have Vaughn Miller and Shane Ray on the opposite sides of them, which, wow. That's why the rest of the – you see – you saw it with the, with the Chiefs game. They rotate their guys in and out. So, like, mm-hmm. Vaughn Miller and Chubb will come off to give them a break, and they're always fresh because you have guys like Ray and Barrett coming coming to who are definitely better than the Jets' outside linebackers. I would kill somebody for Ray and Barrett. Oh, uh, yeah. No, now that's, now, that's a good – now, that is an outstanding group. That's not even just a good group. And man. You know, they've kind of taken on the philosophy, you know, kind of like Philadelphia where, you know, they've assembled all of this talent, you know, within this one group, you mm-hmm. know, which is, you know, the outside rushers and – and just keep rotating them in and rotating them in, and they stay fresh, you know, creating their pressure. So that's yeah. definitely, you know, that's definitely a good group. All right, now looking at the rest of the defense, and we'll get into the picks, and we'll let you, uh, let you, you know, head out. Uh, I have to do more ugly Jets film by myself. God. It's all good. It's kind of like a therapy session. I get it out. Um, but you look at the rest of the defense, Brandon Marshall's solid inside linebacker, really like him, Todd Davis. Other inside linebackers, so I'd like that group. Uh, yeah. These are guys who really aren't like household names, but I think they're pretty good guys, uh, pretty good players as well. Darian Stewart, Justin Simmons, and you look at the secondary. Chris Harris is a top flight corner. Bradley Roby's been struggling a little bit on the outside, from what I've heard, but still a pretty good corner from I think what Ohio State. You yeah. have Adam Jones, who's 107 years old. 
and then you have Tremaine Brock. So they have a good secondary, a really good front seven. So secondary doesn't even need to be fantastic. So this defense is it, – it, it's good. I, I think it's been underperforming a little bit in terms of statistics this year. Yeah. But still really yeah, they, yeah, they haven't done what they've done. I mean, obviously in the past. Um, yeah. But I've also been missing a couple of guys like, you know, keep the lead, you know, so in one, I think one or two other guys. But, I mean, it's still, a, you know, a really good defense. I wouldn't say – well, I don't know. I don't know how I would put them against the Jaguars' defense. Um, I, I wouldn't say it's that good, but it's not far behind, you know, to tell you the truth, in regards to, you know, what they bring. They bring a different style of defense. It's more, uh, you know, the Jaguars are physical up front, um, you know, and they play, you know, a lot of three, that kind of stuff on the outside. And, you know, Denver, they're more – it's more quick – you know, it's more quickness than power. Uh, you know, they play a lot of man, a lot of cover four, you know, things like that in the back. So – I mean, it's. I mean, their defense is good. I mean, the Jets are going to see another really good defense, good pass rushers. Um, probably going to see overall as a group in the secondary a better group. You know, with this secondary as opposed to Jacksonville. Um, and I'm just speaking of everybody. You know, the safeties and corners included. So uh, it's going to be tough. I mean, it's going to be a tough matchup. Yeah. So is there any like key? Like, I'm not going to go through keys of the game or anything like that. Do you have any any keys? It's basically the same <laughs> thing I've been saying. They'll, you know, don't the keys, of, the keys of the game were the same keys last week. It's the same. It's a, it's the same keys for every single game. Like unless we were really to study the Broncos and their defense and all stuff, and you can know how to attack it. But like, I'm not a Broncos savant. So if you're like the Jets are playing a playoff game or something like that, we could study it. But it's pretty much the same stuff. Don't 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 get pressure on Donald. Uh, get open, no penalties, force turnovers, you know, get the run game going and get play action. Like, it's all the same crap. It really is. Um, there's a formula to win. Yeah, the Jets just don't yeah. follow it, you know. It's just like I need to be in a coaching room to really understand, like, the Broncos defense and all that stuff. But um, what's your what's your score prediction here? I actually didn't even put mine down, but I, I have one kind of in my head, so. Ooh, um, <laughs> I'm going to go uh, 27-14 Broncos. 27-14. All right, I'm going to go I'll go I'll go 24 I'll go 24-13. Um Jets lose by 11 at home. Jets fans are are losing their minds and uh then you have next week at home again against Andrew Luck, which I think is a winnable game, but then again, if they're getting carved up versus Blake Bortles, Andrew Luck can do the same for sure. Right. Uh let's just hope they come out and freaking play hard at least. Give me give me at least excitement to watch film. I was watching film I was like this is just bad. Um but Moving on to the pickums. Uh, last week, we both picked the um, Rams. The Rams beat the Vikings thirty-eight to thirty-one. We both picked the Falcons, who lost at home thirty-six to, or thirty-seven to thirty-six to the Bengals. Uh, we both picked the Patriots, who blew out the Dolphins thirty-eight to seven at home. Thank God, because I hate Dolphins fans even more than Patriots fans. Uh, we both picked the Browns, who choked in the in the end, and I saw some really bad calls that they that they faced. Oh yeah, no doubt. But it's a crazy. It was bad. But uh, they, they got hosed. Yeah, for sure. And people are like, oh, like you can't blame the game on the refs. Most of the games you can't blame them on the refs, but the, the, the Browns game you can blame on the refs. Uh, yeah, they they lost 45 to 42 or so, uh, at Raiders. And I don't know why I keep picking the freaking Steelers. I think I'm going to do it again. But Sunday night, I picked the Steelers. You picked the Ravens. The, the Steelers lost 26 to 14. Um, so I went 3-3. Three and three, You went 4-2, and two, bringing our records to me 11-14-1, which is just beyond ugly. And <laughs> you are at 16-9-1. I I'm going to come back eventually, hopefully at least a little bit, but I need to start like chipping away. Uh, hopefully I can do this. I might change some games. I might change some games here. I don't know what I'm going to do. 
Um, but the first, we, so we both picked the Jets. I mean, I'm sorry, we both picked the Broncos. I wish you picked the Jets. Um, first game, Sunday at 1 o'clock, the 1-3 and three Falcons at the 1-2-1 one, and one Steelers, the, team, the, the game of, like, the disappointments right now. Ooh. Uh, <laughs> that is actually a tough game. Mm-hmm. So I'm I pick them. <laughs> going to roll with the Falcons. Falcons, all right. I, I, I have the Steelers, so, geez. Oh, this will be the third time they screw me if I pick them. Uh, well, I'm, I'm picking them. Screw it. Um, next game. This is this is a really, really good game. I think this is the best game of the week. I'm, I'm excited to, to watch the replay of this one. Um, Sunday at 1 o'clock, the 3-1 and one Jaguars at the 4-0 Chiefs. Taking the Chiefs. Uh, man. Um, I don't know. This is offense versus defense. Like this is this is just this is cra- this is a crazy game. I'm taking the Jags. Screw it. Defense wins. I'm taking the Jags. Okay. I, uh, I really don't feel good about it, but I'm gonna do it. Um, yeah. So next game, four twenty-five. The one. It's another game of disappointments. Uh, the one, two, and one Vikings at the two and two Eagles. Yeah, I'm gonna take the Vikings as well. Okay. Yeah. So I took I took the Vikings there. At least. Uh, okay. I can't like too many games for a difference. Gives me a little bit sketchy. Um, this is a game that I know you're ecstatic for. Just the battle of Texas over there for you. Yep. Sunday night football, two and two Cowboys at the one and three Texans. Really fantastic game here. <laughs> I'm actually, um, man. You yeah, I'm gonna roll with, I'm, I'm gonna with and radio. You guys have talked about this all that's, freaking that's week. What, that's what I'm trying to think. Uh, <laughs> in Houston, yeah, I'm gonna take I'm gonna take Houston. I'm gonna take the Texans on this one. Is that do you do like is it is it just a weekend show? Like what do you what do you? How many, yeah, it's how just many weekend. Times? Just on Sundays. Weekends, okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm gonna take I'm gonna take the Texans on this one, just because okay. it's in Houston. Yeah, that's that's my decision too. Just because it's in it's in Houston. Um, although if Ezekiel Elliott does decide to go off, I'm fine with that. Uh, Monday night, this is a decent. I think it's actually a decent game. I just bet somebody. It's tell me if this is a smart bet. I just bet somebody fifty bucks. It's actually my girlfriend's uncle because he's being a, a dick. Yeah, I bet him 50 bucks the Redskins are not making the playoffs. So I'm rooting against the Redskins for the rest of the season. But the 2-1 and one Redskins at the 3-1 and one Saints. Yeah, I'm taking the Saints. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I figured. So both taking the Broncos. Both – or you're taking the Falcons. I'm taking the Steelers. I'm taking the Jags in Kansas City. You're taking the Chiefs. We're both taking the Vikings in Philadelphia. We're both taking the Texans um, home against the Cowboys. And then we're both taking the Saints. So – we have two different games. Yeah, two different games. So hopefully I can win th- those two. But, um, Marcus, anything you want to uh, close out with before you uh, you jump off and you come back next week and are prepared oh, for another man. miserable Joe? Don't want to see – hopefully I get a happy Joe and not a miserable Joe. No. I don't know if that's going to happen, but, no. but uh, I'm, I'm hoping. There's always hope. Yeah, yeah. Hey, hey, man, it can happen. It's it's happened before with the Jets, where the, this is what happens: they lose, and then they start to win a little bit, get your hopes up, and then they just downfall again. So right. it's gonna happen. But all right, man. Um, I will talk to you soon, and then I'm going to uh, I'm gonna recap some of this uh this film, the rest of it. So we'll all right, man. Cool. There. All right, I'll talk to you later. All right. So obviously, a big uh, thank you to Marcus for joining us every single week, and he's still on. I'm gonna okay. There you go. Um, so. I got to get through some more film. Um, he, we're about two hour mark right now, so I'll try to run through it as quickly as I can. We already did the pickums and stuff like that, but I didn't want to just cut the uh, the the film short of uh, of this uh, 
of the Jets game because, you know, people want to watch and, and see Darnold and all the stuff and the stuff I saw on film, especially because I'm not able to post it on Twitter for whatever reason. I'm going to figure that out eventually. Um, but this is another play where he's, you know, the Jets are in a, a three-by-two gun set. They're going, they're going empty here as well. And Darnold, this is, this is, fr- this is a frustrating part for, for Anderson right here. Um, because you see these two deep safeties, they're they're collapsing down right here, and Anderson is just basically running like a deep over slice right. He just runs the open part of the field right here, and because of the the um, pressure interior, because if you watch Winters right here, if you are watching on the YouTube show, he gets long armed and he just starts getting rushed back into Donald's lap right there. Just he Donald has really no shot right there, so Donald he can't really throw the ball here. So as he as getting rushed. He spins out of the pocket. I would like him to see – he needs to see Anderson here. I know he's looking to the left side of the field. He's, he feels like he's getting rushed. Or he's, he's kind of panicking a little bit, and he decides to actually run for the first down on third down. But he, he needs to see Anderson right there. And you see at the end of the play, Anderson starts jumping up, and he's, and he's, he's frustrated. And Anderson should be a little bit frustrated right now because he's getting missed down the field. And this is another play that you know, Donald had to see this. This is, this is wide open. So a little bit it was on the offensive line. Now if the offensive line allows him to have a clean pocket right here, um, and then he can just slide and go through his progressions, he would see Anderson. But the offensive line causes a little bit too, but I, I still think um, that Darnold needs to, um, you know, see that see that play and, and, and make that play. Um, but going to the next play, I have another – let's see. I have another, like, five or six plays of Darnold. I'll get into some other things from the game, um, and then we'll uh, – or I'll jump off and, you know, let's see. So – this is uh, this is a near this is the near interception for for Donald and it looks like they're almost playing like a like a, a green eh, maybe it's not a green two or not not a green two sorry a, a red two a red three maybe almost like a red three and you have uh, I believe it's AJ Boy at the top right there in, in this uh, intermediate zone at the right at the goal line and Donald he initially drops back and he's reading the flat right there, but the flat is kind of actually open. Uh, he could, he could throw that ball. And he actually probably, he probably should throw that ball with church. And then it's a one-on-one opportunity. You're hoping that Herndon can break a tackle and run it for a touchdown, but he sees the coverage. He's reading the defense and he, and he sees the safety here when he drops back and you see him looking at him, but he's not reading it post going back to, to a new So he just assumes a new is going to be open because this linebacker is sitting here, the, and he reads the safety. The safety is dropping back, but he needs to read this post snap too. He needs to see this safety or the you know AJ Boy just squatting right there. So even if he is going to throw it, he has to throw it there or not even there. It's, it's not open regardless because he's squatting in that zone. He's expecting it because he see he, the uh, AJ Boy sees you know um, Anuma just just coming out on that on that stop route and another interception. This should have been an, an easy interception here. Donald just got to get rid of the ball right here. To Herndon, he's trying to make too much happen right here. Um, he's not reading a post snap after going back to to Nunwa, so you don't want to see that. So that's probably number that's at least pick number two that he should have had. With the one overthrow was a was a holding on Boye, but that wasn't he wasn't even involved in the play. So this should probably be pick number two for him um, of the game right right there. But you know, obviously it wasn't because he you know uh, Boye dropped the ball right there. I believe it was Boye at least. And then um, you know, moving on to the uh, next play of Donald where I'm saying put that he's panicking a little bit. Let's see. Um, so again, and this, this wasn't, this was, okay. So this was third down. So 
you want to kind of live for another down, even just, you know, kick a field goal here. I don't know not sure exactly what happened after this, but I didn't like, I didn't chart it or anything like that. I'm not sure they kick a field goal or went for the touchdown. I think they actually kicked a field goal here, but he drops back. He's reading the, the three by two, you know, three by two gun set empty. Um, three by two empty actually. And he's reading the left side of the field and he, you know, he sees a noon right there, but when he's looking at a noon there's a defender inside, there's a defender underneath and there's a defender outside, even though the defender outside is, is, is he really isn't playing a noon but I guess he thinks he can fit it over, over Jack. I, I think what he expects right here, this wasn't actually a terrible play, but it, it's forced a little bit. I think he sees Jack right there with his hips turned. I think a, he expected the noon to come over top, stack him and, and win vertically over here. But a noon kind of stops running the route because he assumes he's not going to be open, but uh, and, uh, Donald expects him to keep running, which is why he throws a ball over his head because he expected him to just keep breaking up the field right here. He's going to try to fit it in. So this actually wasn't even a bad throw. Um, I think he panics a little bit, but you know, actually watching again, because like I said, I didn't post a film review. So usually what I do is I watch the film, I record it, and then once I'm going to put it up on Twitter, I really, really break it down and watch it multiple times. Um, and watching this again while you know live going through the show, I actually think this wasn't a a bad play. I actually think there's a little bit of miscommunication with uh, a noon where we expects him to, um, you know, keep running right there. But let's see. But, uh, so this is, uh, this is the play I'm bringing up right here. Where it's a cover three look from the, the Jags. And if you look at the shell, they're showing cover three right here. He's in a drop back. He's in a drop back. He's in a drop back. It's middle of the field close to either. It's cover. It, it's a really strange, um, well, not even a strange, I guess, cover three, but it's either cover, cover, th- I mean, cover one or cover three. And he, he should see post snap that they're dropping into their, into their zone. So he should notice this is cover three. Knows his route combinations where they're just running a streak seam right here, a streak seam concept, which is literally taking advantage of cover three because the seam is open. So that, that, streak route the nine route fly route whatever you want to call it on the outside from anderson is holding this is holding this corner outside so you can't jump inside on the on the on the seam route and this uh safety in the middle is you know deep middle third so he's not going to be there for that seam route that's but that's the weakness is cover three is usually either obviously with every zone it's between the intermediate um intermediate and the uh deep deep uh, corners for the most part unless it's like a, co- like a tampa two or like cover one or something like that but usually for a cover three it's between it's this level right here if you can pull if you can pull the safeties back or the linebackers up it's right here or you have usually the the quick um you have the quick flats because these safety or these corners usually vacate their zone and then the um the the hook to curl or the curl to flat have to take their exit angle so it's open quick right there for like some yak opportunity um or it's the seam those are the three weaknesses of a cover three defense and Donald needs to recognize cover three streak seam, and he needs to hit curse right there. Um, and yeah, he does eventually, you know, scramble the pocket a little bit because he he does get some some pressure and feels like he has to roll out. And he just and the, the problem with this throw again is he he, he needs the, he can't throw this ball right here. If he is throwing this ball right here, um, he needs to he needs to throw it on a he needs to whip it. He needs to be on a line to hit him quickly. You can't loft the ball up there because you need to recognize this, this, this corner right here in the cover three in, the, in his, in his um, deep third zone is going to break off and break on that ball. So almost an interception for, I believe Ramsey. So that probably should have been another interception. That's, that's, that's interception three. He should, he should have thrown. So you see the stat line, one touchdown, no interceptions. He probably should have had a three interception game. Um, and I'm not killing him for it. I, I've, gave, I've given all my reasons on this show of why I'm not going to kill Donald for this type of thing. He's a young quarterback, and the team isn't helping him around him. But he needs to recognize this, this coverage and throw this ball here. 
if he's even, he's leaving. These these linebackers are not in position. If he throws it even right here, are these linebackers when I'm pausing the screen right now? Are they in position right now to turn and run and get on that ball? Um, no. Is this is this corner? No. Is that safety? No. So he needs to he needs to read this processing quickness or processing speed a little bit quicker right there. Throw the ball. Big completion to curse, if if not a, a a touchdown that goes for you know six points. So, um, don't need to he for sure needs to improve, and he's panicking a little bit. And the team isn't helping him. It's it's just really not. It's you can go with stats and film all stuff, but when you have this this team, it just it, there's no way it's helping him. Um, and you, and you could see it a lot. And this is this is his touchdown to to like it, where he just he's he's just releasing it. He's he's basically just looking back for the ball immediately. He's just um, looking for the soft spot in the zone, which it looks like a. A cover three, yeah, it's like a cover three, um, and nobody accounts for for Jordan Legger right there. This is it was probably it looks like it, they were targeting this linebacker right here, where it was either Tomlinson was open here, and it looks like he was supposed to pass this off to this linebacker right here, but that linebacker is on the other side. This is a weird defensive look. They looks like they blew a cover, so it's kind of hard to tell exactly what it was. But Donald recognizes that like it's wide open hits him in the end zone really nothing to break down from from that but I did want to show his uh touchdown pass the only touchdown he he had and this play next one is for the people and obviously it's a bad play but this is for the people who I was arguing with on Twitter who said Sam Donald doesn't have a strong arm if you watch this throw he has a strong arm if I just let it play you'll see that he, he drops back empty set three by two Anderson wins on on a seam route and he throws the ball if you count it from where he throws it at the six yard line and it goes all the way to the opposite 33 that's a that's a 71 yard 70 or 71 yard throw that ball's in the air for 70 yards so don't tell me he does not have an arm because this this play literally 70 yards there's not a lot of quarterbacks that can throw 70 yards so that's absurd um but with that you he needs to hit this, and this is why Anderson is frustrated. Um, Ramsey's responsible for for Anderson here, and he opens his hips, which allows Anderson to just run right by. Gets no hands on him, and Anderson's faster than Ramsey. Ramsey's a great athlete, but Anderson's just he's a blazer, and he gets by him. And if this ball is on target, maybe because of the catch, he you know he catches it, and then Ramsey tackles him. That's probably what ends up happening. I understand people are like, oh, it's a touchdown. Eh, probably not because you gear down a little bit to catch it unless you catch it in stride, which is really hard to do. He's probably going to gear down a little bit. Ramsey makes the diving tackle, um, but still he missed like a, like a freaking 60-yard completion um, right there. So uh, you don't want to see that. But moving on to some other things, I was like one of the last plays that, that I have. We went through a lot of Sam Darnold film. I want to run through the other film pretty quickly. Um, bad from the defense. We talked about Tremaine Johnson. We showed Buster Screen. Morris Claiborne, he didn't struggle – immensely this game but still he struggled at times the pass rush was inconsistent where apparently now people are seeing that the Jets have <clears throat> like some decent sack numbers but just now maybe now we don't need an outside linebacker you're crazy um the Jets still need an outside linebacker they, they they wouldn't have to manufacture as much pass rush as they do instead of sending five six guys you can send four or five guys and the extra guy into coverage if you got if you have a guy who can actually beat somebody one-on-one and seven instead of having to send all these exotic type of looks to get to the quarterback so they still need a pass rusher that's just one of the most absurd things I've heard this week um good on on offense or, or um you know good on offense and good on defense there's not a ton I would say Anderson you know Anderson was missed twice where he was wide open so I would say he had a good game he got open uh even, even on the statue you only see two receptions for 18 yards um he didn't fumble the ball which is a positive he did he burned Ramsey um 
curse having, you know, two receptions, 23 yards, and he had that, that one uh, beautiful catch. I guess I can just bring it up to, to play because it was fantastic. And, and another, it was a seed from, um, from Sam Darnold uh, as well on this where – let's see here. Okay, so uh, I, think, I think he just runs a corner route. Yeah, he runs a corner route. So it's like it, it, it's a uh, you can either call this I would I would call this a um, this is more of a I would call this a hall concept where um, Ununua is leaking out after the check route into the flat right there. So it's more of a hall, a hall concept with just that check down. Um, and he runs a he runs a corner route where, versus that number twenty three right here who gets he gets spun. I don't know what he's trying to do right there. Um, but it is but it's just a terror. He plays it terribly. He opens up way too soon. Has the head whip. And then again, he's he's playing too far over the top. He gets he, he gets spun right there badly by um, Curse. Really, wasn't nothing of Curse. It was more just twenty three playing really bad uh, coverage right there. I don't know who twenty three is on the Jaguars, but um, I like Donald one reading it, scrambling out to the left. He resets right there, gets the ball out quickly. Really, really nice location on the sideline. You know, out and away from number twenty three right there, who's who's trailing, and a fantastic. T- tap right there by uh curse i want to show more of the catch and the and the catch and the throw from donald so i didn't get it in the close-up view um but if you watch on tv you know how great that catch was right there the plant and they toe tap right right there you can see the dirt come up or the turf come up right there um, i don't know if they play on dirt but it looks like it actually looks like grass no, i could be wrong it looks like grass though to me um so moving on from that i think i think powell had a had a good game i'll bring up two plays of uh, Mr. Mr. Blau Powell, but I almost put him in the studs. There really was n- not a lot of um, studs in, in in this game to to really put. But um, yeah, like this is an, actually another play of where I talk about the the offensive line um, and how just poor they were. I believe this is the play. Yes, yeah, so they're running a. I would say it's an it's, this is an outside it's an outside zone mid zone. Um, let's see, call that more of a. I'll call it more of an outside zone and. Carpenter gets blown up, by the way, by a 235-pound, um, you know, linebacker when he's 300 pounds and he's getting blown backwards and allowing him to cross his face. So terrible blocking right there by by Carpenter. Who look how look at that? It, uh, you you really got to watch the film for this type of stuff. Like you got to be able to. It, I understand. Like I understand it's hard to watch YouTube, but this is the benefit that you guys are getting if you're watching this. Look at his two feet. How are you supposed to block anybody like that? Anybody. So his footwork is terrible right here. Uh, he's basically hugging Smith, and Smith penetrates in the backfield. So Powell's read right here is it's, it's the B gap and on. So he's he's reading Telvin Smith right here in the B gap. He sees that that, uh, that gets blown up immediately. Has to jump cut backwards into the backside. Um, you know, he actually goes to the backside D gap. And then ends up getting eight yards here, where it should have been a loss because the offensive line is garbage. You see, the eight yard run positive for the offensive line, right? No, it was terrible. Um, so the offensive line is it's in shambles. I, the, the pass blocking, it's okay in spots. Run blocking, it's terrible. But it's just overall, it's a bad offensive line. I don't care what anybody says, what stats say, anything like that. But uh, yeah, Powell eight rushes, twenty six yards, four receptions, twenty six yards. Um, good from the. Uh, defense, you know, I guess Marcus May, he didn't really blow any coverage or anything like that. So that's a positive for his first game back at seven tackles as well. I thought Leonard Williams, after having a really quiet game, and he probably heard some of the uh, critics that were saying that he played so poorly because he's a guy who, at least in my opinion, it seems like he's pretty mindful of what the what the 
critics say, you always like say, he's like, you know, you, if you listen to interviews, I don't listen to a lot of player interviews, but you hear him say like a lot. It's like, oh, you know, well, I didn't get a lot of sacks this year, but like the coaches told me I'm really good with the pressures and like you have to see the pressure. Like it seems like he's kind of, he's kind of like, uh, he worries a lot about what people think about him. That's at least in my opinion, like what I pick up from what he, what he puts out. Um, but yeah, Leonard Williams on, on, on this play. Um, he is the three. Yeah. Is he the three tech? Yeah. Okay. So he's a, he's a three tech. And at first you see him stack. He gets a good extension. He gets his hands inside of number 60 right here, the right guard. If you're watching on the film, um, you can see him get the extension. He's looking back into the backfield as he's two gapping right here. So he's responsible for both that a gap and B gap. Um, and he's looking into the backfield. He realizes it's a pass and you see that lateral quickness and that strength right there where he just, he rips through, um, Actually, kind of just he moves laterally with that with that crossover step and just does an arm over move to the to to the uh, right guard and then he ends up running in for the for the sack. So good play from from Leonard Williams right there. He needs to step it up a little bit. He's been disappointing, you know, through the season so far. But uh, he, he kind of he's either good or he's in, or he's very inconsistent. Where he'll show up one game, next game is he, he doesn't get on the stat sheet like versus the Browns. Then he'll play good. And then he won't show up. He'll get like one tackle. So like he he's kind of he's he's just a very up and down type of player. Um, but you know, next play, the last play from from Leo. Um, he is a he's the three. Actually, he's not even a three. He's not a three tech. Sorry, he's the four tech. Which four tech is just heads up with the uh, right tackle or, or the left tackle. He's heads up. See him get. He's coming off low off the snap. You can't really see his helm right there. He gets good hand position. You can see his hands are inside of number seventy eight. Uh, and then he long arms them, where he's just basically just putting one hand into the into the um, you know the what the tackles yeah it's the tackles uh, chest or whoever the offensive blocker whatever you want to call it so he gets that long arm in and he's keeping him away here which is just it's it's strength it's technique good hand placement good good um, you know good uh, hand placement and freaking leverage off the snap um, good long arm and then he just scrapes down the line of scrimmage and, and makes a tackle on uh, Yeldon so he he played pretty well this game. Uh, I'll give him a plus for this game as well. Uh, moving on, the the run defense, I think, I guess played okay. 34 rushes for 126 yards, 3.7 yard average. Not great. Uh, there's obviously a big run for Bortles there, which you don't want to see you know, early in the game, but in their first drive. Um, I have two plays of – I have three more plays of this game. I'll talk a little bit of some other stuff, and then I'm uh, going to jump off here because it's, it's about to be like a two-and-a-half-hour um, show, but – which is kind of normal, I guess. Um, Henry Anderson, he's he's been a steal, and I'm not gonna lie. If you've been listening to the show, I said I, I, I liked him. I definitely liked him for a seventh round draft pick, but I didn't think he was gonna make too big of an impact, especially in a three four. I thought he was more of a fit in a four three, even though you got some reports from the uh, Colts who said you know they didn't want him in a four three, but for whatever reason, I think he's more of a four three guy. But he's been he's been playing well. It's just it's my honest opinion. I'm not gonna you know, hide it, but. Um, He's been playing well, and on this play right here, he's he's a three tech um, on the on the strong side of the of the formation. He sees that combo block coming, and I really like that technique because one, he's he's well, he's, he he could have split it a little bit better, I guess. But you don't want to go chest on on to one guy because then the other guy's gonna just push you out of the play. You want to split them, which for the most part he does. When you see two guys coming, you're never just gonna be able to stand up straight and fight through it. So you got to drop your weight. It's exactly what he does. He's attacking half of both the both the guys. Drops his weight. He's he's spinning his body like that to give this uh, left tackle really no area to to hit, which he does. And then he ends up penetrating through and getting a tackle. That's a fantastic play right there from Anderson. That's that's his most impressive play of the game. 
more than the sack. The sack was just it was really nothing special. But this is the stuff you want to see, and that's a that's a good play from Anderson right there. Uh, he's he's the steal of the offseason right now for the for the Jets. Uh, he's been right on par. He's been right there with Leonard Williams. He's been he's been balling out um, for the Jets. So you you definitely like to see that. And the next play of of him is just his uh his pass deflection, which we showed. He he shows some good awareness when he's not going to be able to get in, um you know on on his rush like last week with the screen pickup versus the Browns, and then this week, um right here with, uh let's see where he is. So he actually starts out as the uh, zero tech, and he tries to, he's trying to beat that guard right there or that that center. Sorry, with that hard jab outside, he wants him to overreact that, but he he doesn't he doesn't end up doing it. Um, he's going to pass it off to the, to the left guard, the center. And Anderson knows at this point he's really not going to go in. He sees, he sees um, Bortles going to load up to throw. And if he didn't, actually, if he pulled the ball down, it probably would have been a sack. But I like that he sees him going to load up to throw. And as soon as that hand starts, as soon as those hands separate from the ball right there, you see his hands start to go up right there. So that's good awareness from, um, you know, Henry Anderson gets the ball and he, you know, gets the pass deflection. So he's, he's been playing well. You got you to gotta like how he's been playing um, for sure. I have one more play. It's actually a good play of Claiborne, which is that Claiborne, like he, he didn't play well. I think like the main culprits is like, you have Buster screen, you have Tremaine Johnson, Avery Williamson and Lee were at the most fault for, for this game um, in terms of pass coverage screen got beat once, but you know, it's, it's one play that's going to happen in the NFL. You're going to get beat. It's just, it's never not going to happen. So it was a, it was, it was an okay game for Claiborne. I'm not going to, like I said, I'm not going to kill the guy um, for what he put out there, um, you know, on Sunday. So, and this is a this is a great play from Claiborne if you're, if you're watching on the screen on you know, bottom bottom of the screen. The first thing that he does is one he's maintaining his outside leverage on the running back because you never want to see him crash hard inside. And then it's a wide open you know uh, you know touch basically a t- almost a touchdown at that point or, or big gain for the for the running back um, as a corner as an outside player. You always got to maintain your just like an outside linebacker has to maintain their outside leverage for the most part. Obviously, unless it's like a stunt, whatever it may be. Um, but very basic, generic stuff. You you have to maintain your outside leverage, which Claiborne does right here. So I like that he's coming outside, and I also like that the fact that he's listen. He's taking um, you know Fournette right here head on, one on one. This is you hear a lot of oh he, he's going to break linebackers and safeties tackles corners. You think you definitely break it, and he and he, he's lowering his body right there. And Claiborne takes out his legs right here and makes a one on one tackle on Leonard Fournette. So you that was, that was a good play by Claiborne. I like how he's not afraid to get involved with the run game. So that's, that's definitely a positive of his game. Uh, other from from just this week and other stuff, penalties four for forty three yards. We're like, oh, it's not that bad. But look at the penalties: Anunwa thirty thirty nine yards that was taken away because of uh, a hold on um, Eric Tomlinson. Um, big play to Herndon up the sideline, which made him like a momentum changer because it's a fantastic catch holding Kelvin Beecham. So they're putting Donald in bad situations when the Jets are getting a bad play. Um, it's or when they are getting a big play, sorry, it's because and they get negated because of penalties. And a lot of people will just look at the stats. Okay, 43 yards, not a big deal, but just two of those penalties negated 60 yards. So you're losing 60 yards of offense just on those two penalties alone. So you can't just look at six penalties. You have to look at how big, how, at least how big of spots those penalties were in. So um, the penalties are killing the Jets. You only want to see two, three penalties a game, um, and especially if it is in a game like. Don't make it in huge situations. It feels like it's always in huge situations. The Jets are getting penalties. Um, the time of possession this game was it was a joke. 22, 22 minutes and twenty five seconds uh, to the Jaguars. Thirty seven uh, and a half minutes of of uh, time of possession is you almost got doubled up on time of possession, which is never good. And the Jets were so bad on defense this game and so bad on offense 
obviously they're playing a much, uh, you know, superior team, but they got three turnovers and had zero and they still got blown out. So like you always hear win a turnover battle, you win the game. No, the Jets played so bad. They, they killed the turnover battle and lost the game badly. So that's not good. Um, you saw Pryor saw some less reps. I heard he has a little bit injured. That could be because of his play as well. I hope it is because of his play. He keeps playing less and less. Crowell seemed to be on, on Tobble's shit list a little bit this week with only four carries, which he, he deserves it, um, to be honest. And then people talk about a lot the, uh, the Jags going up for two, up by three scores with 25 seconds left. Listen, I think it's a little bit of a cheap shot from Doug Marone. I think he's a little bit salty that he didn't get the job here originally when the Jets did hire Tobble's instead of him. Um, and, he, and apparently he didn't like that Jamal Adams had that personal or that personal foul uh, where he's trying to like toss uh, D.D. Westbrook, which Adams just got to man up a little bit after the game and not go at D.D. Westbrook. He like he came out and said, you know, oh, well, you know, I, I didn't hear the whistle, which is fine. Um, and he said that him and, you know, D.D. Westbrook talked about it after the game or whatever. But then he comes back out again, like attacks D.D. Westbrook, who is just a big it's just stupid, stupid stuff. Just keep your mouth shut. Say sorry, whatever. Who cares? Um but uh, yeah, the Jags going up by for two with up by three scores. I think it's a little bit of a cheap shot. Now I do want to see like the Jags lose a couple games or whatever. Like, but I'm not gonna get mad about it really, um, because at the end of the day, like a lot of people say, if you don't want them to go for two, don't let them score a touchdown right there. Like the, TJ Yeldon at that point just walked in for a touchdown. So um, just stop them then. So I'm not gonna I'm not gonna like cry about it. But uh, other than that, <laughs> I like the fact that. Well, not, well, one bad news, actually, one token of bad news is Josh Martin's on the IR, who's the Jets, you know, starting weak side linebacker. Uh, he's out, so now you're going to see a lot more of Frankie Luvu and Copeland and just a bunch of, a bunch of not even Jacks, not even just, uh, just a guy. They're, they're below average. They're, they're not, they're, they shouldn't be starting on any team. Most teams, they shouldn't really be on the roster. Look at the freaking, like, the, look at the team we're playing this week. Obviously, the, the rosters are constructed differently and things like that, but the, like, the Broncos have, uh, Chubb, Miller, Barrett, and Ray, and we're going to be running out as a starter, either like Luvu or Copeland. It's like, wow, it's just, it's bad. The outside linebacker position is bad right now. Um, and then the other news, really the only other news for the, for the show is Rashad Robinson is back, which I think is good. Listen, I think he, I've said before, I think he's the, th- he's the third best t- corner on this team. I'm not, even, I'm not going to say talented. He's the third best corner on this team. He's better than Burris. He's better than Clark. He's better than Jones. He's better than Roberts. He's better than all these guys. But his problem is his discipline, his, his, uh, his focus. He, you hear some problems with him, like when team practices and not giving it all. And obviously some off the field problems. And in terms of pure talent and how well he can play, um, he's at third best corner. People are going to be, oh my God, well, you know, look at him versus Tyreek Hill. He played Tyreek freaking Hill in his first game and got matched up man on man where him got burned. It is what it is. But I broke down a ton of film with him and I like him and I think he's better than, I think he's better than Buster Screen. I, I really do. I, I almost rather have him in the slot, but the only problem with him in the slot versus Screen, was, which is why Screen will, uh, screen will continue to be in the slot, is Screen's a much better tackler. Screen is is a fantastic slot corner in terms of tackling. So you got to give him that. But Rashad Robinson should be the fourth corner. Now, instead of seeing guys like Burris or Roberts in the game, uh, you're going to see uh, Rashad Robinson. Or I hope you see Rashad Robinson. So I'm excited to see him play a little bit, see if he can add something to the secondary. Um, but that's it for the for the show. We already did the pick-ems. Um, you know, I I picked the, the – we I picked the Steelers – or we both took the Broncos. I picked the Steelers. Marcus took the Falcons – uh, he took the Chiefs. I took the Jags. We both take the Vikings. We both take the Texans. We both take the Saints. So um, 
you know, I, I'm sorry the show is so negative, everybody, but uh, when the Jets are only putting up negative stuff on film, there's really nothing else for me to break down. It is a film show, um, as you know. So hopefully it gets better. The Broncos, I don't have a lot of hope in this game. But at the same time, I have a, I have a glimmer of hope. The Jaguars, I had no hope. I really, I really didn't. Now with the Broncos, okay, they're playing Case Keenum, who's not a good quarterback. The offense was sputtering versus the Chiefs, who do not have as good of defense as the Jets. The Jets, if they played well, they could be a middle of the pack, you know, nearing top 10 defense if they actually played well. But the problem is they're not. They're poorly coached and the execution's bad. So when you have bad execution and bad coaching, it's, it, you're never going to play well. Um, but they have a better defense than the Chiefs, even when they do play poorly. Uh, maybe minus last game, because that was one of the most embarrassing games on defense I've ever seen. Um, but the first three weeks, they're, 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 they're much better than that. And actually, so, so sorry, I'm in the first three weeks. The first two and a half games, because the first Cleveland in the second half, they were pretty bad too. So the last game and a half, the defense has been really bad, but still better than the Chiefs. And like I said, Keenum's awful. So I have a little bit of hope, but I'm still predicting, what I say, 20, 24 to 13 uh, Broncos. So hopefully I can at least come in with some more positive film, some better execution, some things we actually break down and that are good, not just a two-hour, two-and-a-half-hour show about all negatives. So let's hope we see that. Uh, we will be back next week. Like I said, I appreciate the two people for leaving the two, the two uh, five-star ratings and reviews. Once we hit the 50, we're sending you a signed shirt or to a game potentially or whatever we could, we could figure out depending on where the show is at that point. So uh, we appreciate everybody for listening. Uh, please leave those reviews, and we'll be back next week, either uh, you know, what, Wednesday or Thursday, depending on when the film comes out. So we appreciate everybody for listening and see you then.